All right, guys. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your host, Sam Santana. I'm joined by two guests, actually. Uh, two of my, two <laughs> my Padawans. Uh, yeah. I got my daughter, Veronica, with me, who I'm feeding dinner to. And uh, Hunter, my other Padawan. Who's yeah. been with me. How long have we known each other now? Oh, my God. If you count how long we've been friends, only four years. If you count oh, how long we've known each other, years. probably close to seven, because that's when I started coming to the comedy That's store. true. So I've known you seven. We've been friends for four. Holy yeah. Also, Well, it's because I, you know, I was just picking up books for three years, and then you guys finally decided to hire me after I pestered you forever. <laughs> Quite boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude, it's crazy. Like, uh, Again, I want to just do a quick shout-out and thank you for everyone that backed Kickstarter that listens to the podcast. Woo! Uh, we, Kickstarter is finally done, yes. and we are funded. We are putting everything to the yes. printer. Everything's it's all, it's all coming together. Yes. So, <laughs> guys, thank you for all that and, and all the fun stuff, and uh, there's more to come, especially for me and Hunter. Um, Let me tell you, formatting is really hard. <laughs> Dude, I uh... – It wasn't even like you and Phil like asking me to change things. It was mostly getting the pages properly scaled because I don't even know if they're going to be 100%. Like I, I tried my best for the bleed because Phil was like, it's between 0.5 and 0.75. I'm like, Phil, that doesn't help me. <laughs> so I tried my best. <laughs> so it's in between those two. So it's if proof fine. comes back wrong, I'll, I'll fix it's it. Because like, again, uh, we'll have proofs <laughs> out soon. But uh... – Dude, it's been fun, and uh, it, it's been fun working with you on this. And and, and God, oh my God, your volume's so high. Yeah, no, I just turned it okay. a little bit. I was le- I was leaning into my. Mind. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell happened?" Uh, I was leaning. I was leaning forward. Usually, I lean back. Uh, um, but yeah, like between working with you on this, and and I, I just can't wait to talk about the other book coming out. That's coming out from a publisher. Oh, no, it just sucks that we have to wait like a year till next July to talk. about I know, it. yeah, pretty much. And then uh, that's when marketing starts. Yeah, then we can talk about it. Um, but like between that wow. and but we can announce here we are doing a uh, unknown hero season two, volume two, yeah. well, not season two. Holy shit! Uh, we are doing the theme of team up. So guys, if you are interested, you can hit us up on all social medias. Uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. And but yeah, so I'm, we don't know what the actual title is going to be, but the theme is. Teams. Yes, I think the, I. It's either I don't know. It's something dumb. It's gonna look. It's yeah, gonna. We'll it's see. gonna have a nice spine. That's all I care about. Yeah, good spines. Um. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't make a spine. Do I have to make a spine? I think you had to. He didn't tell me that. <laughs> like he didn't say make a spine. I don't. I think that's just gonna be rough. It's not wrapped with a spine. I'm gonna fucking. Explore. No, it's gonna be wrapped with a spine. It just doesn't say anything yes, on like, it. It's gonna be black. Oh, yeah, but, but I hate that. I mean, because it's gonna be on my shelf as a black spine. Yeah, that's fine. Because I, because uh, Phil, because Phil brought up, um, guys. If you don't know, Phil Russ is one of the guys, like one of the main contributors of the book. He's one of the editors. Yeah, he was on the show a couple episodes ago. He was hosting the live stream that yep. I downloaded and incorporated into the episode. Phil Russert, good guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's an editor, one of the main contributors of the book. Um, and a writer. And one of the writers on the book. He, uh, yeah, we were talking about it, and he goes, "Yeah, we should have a spine." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, I can't just yes. I can make a spine like real quick. Nah, it's fine. I mean, we have time. I mean, like, where, but where would I send it? Like, like, because, like, you know how I made the fake cover for Nebulon, on uh, the fake trade jacket. I had that set up to where I found the measurements and stuff. Blah blah blah. But like, Phil didn't ask me for that. He just asked me for the print. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it because they, they go bound anyway, and I really wouldn't care anyway. Let's, let's go have a play. Just... Now you're <laughs> now you're like, I'm gonna make a spine for this. Dude, you're fucking killing me now. <laughs> My OCD is like, me freak out. I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I can. It's do. all good. 
I mean, I have the fruit in the back, and I can just send it to Phil and be like, make sure they wrap it in this, motherfucker. Well, like I said, we have, we have time for proofs and all that stuff, so it's fine. Yeah, when the proof comes back, is it going to come back looking like, is it going to be like a whole book that you're going to show? Yeah, it's or a whole the thing. Proof like a PDF? No, no, it's a, it, no, it's a, it's a printed copy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you're definitely going to have to show me, and then before we approve anything, if the spine is ugly, because it probably won't have anything, I will make it work. <laughs> Jesus. I will make it work. But at this juncture, <laughs> I, I guess we can announce Nebulon? Do you want to talk about it? So we keep bringing it up. Oh, yeah. So in the back end of our story, World of Nebulon, Friend or Foe, we have announced once the book comes out, the PDFs should be once the proofs come in, the PDFs are going to be officially able to be sent. Oh, uh, we're not saying we're probably sending them out in what's today, uh, the seventh, probably in another week. Can we send a question? Yeah, are are the PDFs going to be what I showed you? Because there's a lot of bleed that I, that I no, like no, about. Dodo, it gets edited. We will edit the PDFs and I will tell you what to do. <laughs> I, I can, I know what I could do, like, I could do, like, I just. Increase the size of the picture. Yeah, that's all it is. Not have white lines. Okay, yeah. well, I was doing that prior, and then Phil was like, oh, 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 make sure Yeah, no, no. Leave. So I was like, Yeah, well, yeah, because one's for printing, one's yeah, for I can do that in like two seconds. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, one's yeah. distribution, yeah. one's it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you we, just we do tell me when I need to send you the proper one. Yeah, we are just so everyone knows that listen podcast have backed it. We're sending the PDFs. If you guys make sure you guys fill out the surveys that were all emailed out for it. Um, but really the major thing is that we're sending out the PDFs around the same time that we should be sending the books to print. Um, yeah, just so everything is like, so like everyone that nice just, ba- yeah. So everyone that's just back to PDF gets the PDF on time. And so, so it's not that huge of a gap between people that, that back the solid, the copy and the PDF copy, <laughs> you know, so everyone kind of gets it, you know, around the same time ish. Um, yeah. yeah, I thank you guys again. Um, if you look at. Uh, the book that Hunter digitally put together for me in like what three days? <laughs> well, I had to keep having to add stuff because Phil was like, "Let's do eighty-four pages," and I was like, "Okay, divisible by four, whatever." And then I was looking at it and I was like, "That we still don't have a back of the book, so it's what just going to be black." I'm like, "I hate that." So I made a back, and he was like, "It can't be even. It can't be an odd number." And I'm like, "Well, shit." So I was like, "What about eighty-six? He's like, "That's not divisible by four. That's twenty-two point five or twenty-one point five. And I was like, "Ah." Dude, like, so I was like, all right, I'll ask for more ads. So I made an ad for Phil, which he just posted up on his Philbo Publishing. Yes. Check that out. And then I got an ad from Wally. Yes. By the way, so, Wally is dope as hell. Yeah. Oh, Wally's great. Like, Wally is like, they balled the up. Yeah, they balled up <laughs> with you for that interview. And I'm like, I threw y'all to the wolves. Shut <laughs> <Not> up. <laughs> I was like, yo. Anything for Wally. Wally's great. They, they got me that ad in like four hours. Like awesome. They were like, yes. And then I was like, cool, send it. And then like two hours, two or three hours later, they're like, here you go. Like, I was like, nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I did reformat the book a little bit because I put Wally's ad after got heart. So then I moved up Android's ad because I made it. I made an ad for Anthony because we love him. And I was like, I need an extra page. <laughs> oh, dude, I showed him the ad and he fucking loved it. It's, I mean, it's basic. He but, loved it. He like, he like yeah, he loved it. It was. So I, mean, cool. I use the assets for the podcast. I, I have know. the yellow rim. I have the blue background. <laughs> I know, yeah, but... So I just switched the logos from podcast to comics, and then I threw in a QR code and put in the location. Yeah. I, I know what's up. Exactly. <laughs> I know what's up. I know how these things work. Is, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I scan that QR. We didn't even have a QR code for anything else. We didn't even have one for the podcast, but I made one for Anthony. <laughs> well, yeah, well, like we just like, go online and look for it, <laughs> dude. 
it's it's literally a generator. You just put a link down. And it I know. Your code. <laughs> they uh, but yeah. So we're doing that. And uh, guys, again, thanks for everything. Uh, oh yeah, no, oh, no, quickly, Nebulon. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Nebulon is going to be one volume so far. We have it eighty-five percent done. I think. Uh, written. Written. Scriptwise. Yeah. Scriptwise, we have eighty-five percent done, and it's going to be a prequel sequel to the story that you saw in unknown heroes it's going to tell the origin and then go into after because post uh, between each issue is supposed to be like a couple months because he walks on foot and travels sometimes he has the nebu cycle so every <laughs> once in a while like one day we'll distance is weird. one day we'll make a or in my head i always joke about having a page where they used to break that so in the do you remember the old like dc encyclopedias and like the marvel encyclopedias that came out like around oh, the yeah yeah so how they would have a page just for gadgets? I want a page like that. <laughs> oh, dude, we can put that in the back of um, because if we want, it's gonna be eighty pages front and back, so it can't be eighty-two. It's got to be at least eighty-eight, uh, eighty-four. Yeah, let go. Sorry. But then we gotta have that extra. We'll do the eighty-eight, and we'll throw in uh, a cover gallery potentially. We'll throw in a gadgets page, so maybe some design pages. We'll see. We're we'll going to treat everybody to a nice little packet. Yeah. So once that that's something comes out, but we'll be working on it yeah. in tandem with Unknown Heroes Volume 2. Yes. Yeah, so, guys. Which potentially will be a sequel to Nebulon's story, but with Kaiju Man as more of a center point. Yeah. We'll see. And we'll see. So, guys, thank you again for everything you guys backed us, listened, shared, you know, just said hey, and that was a cool idea and gave support. So, guys, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll jump to this week's episode. We are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comedy Sound, Saved in New York. So, guys. Let's start off with some news. We have a lot of not a lot of news. It's been a, a cool week. It's got a decent amount. Yeah, a lot of a lot of MCU news. Oh my well, god! Not, not, not necessarily MCU. I, not one, Marvel news. Sorry. Yeah, it's Marvel. It's Marvel news, not, not MCU yeah. news. Uh, so we'll jump off with. Let's start off with Covenant Chaos. So yeah, so Agatha, Agatha. Covenant Chaos. Covenant Chaos. Yeah. Uh, Chaos. Yeah. Reportedly reveals <laughs> that Jake Schaefer and I'm going to butcher that name, Jagana. Uh, Montenegro will serve as directors uh, during the show's night uh, episode run, and Eric Andre has been cast. Also, we talked about this last week with the casting of Wiccan, potentially, uh, potentially Billy Kaplan um, as Wiccan on the show. Um, it looks like they're going harder into this. I'm surprised they're leaning into yeah, this. Was also oh, cast yes, as well, our, as an unknown yes. Um, so, <laughs> do you. Do you think they're going the? Oh, and they said that Sacha Baron Cohen might make an appearance in this show as well if as he's cast as Mephisto. Quote unquote Mephisto. So we'll finally get Mephisto, but we'll see. I hope that Ralph Boner shows up, and I also hope that Ralph Boner shows up in Wonder Man because that would be funny. Actually, you know what? Personal. If they were like Ralph Boner is secretly her, like, uh, is like secretly like a familiar, and like that's what happens, but we know the rabbits are familiar, um, yeah. and that she's like he plays her son, I'd be okay with that, but like, yeah. I don't know whether – so it looks cool. I like the mystery casting for a lot of the characters. A lot of these characters are probably spin out things like Midnight yeah. Suns because if yeah, you're not – Eric Andre specifically has been cast for only like one or two episodes. Right. And he was announced to be cast with somebody else, but I forget their name, and it wasn't in the article that I was reading. So I apologize for not putting you in here if you're listening because we know you are. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're just going to be like a funny couple. Oh yeah, probably like the neighbors. That's thing. like in there. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, how Catherine Hahn was a neighbor, but then she, you know, obviously she turned out to be exactly. Agatha. But still, like I think Eric Andre, as much as it would be funny if he was like an ongoing MCU character, because Eric Andre, besides he's getting into more serious acting roles, he's not just a joke. But Eric Andre is fucking hilarious. And you know, I love Eric Andre. 
you know, the one big thing is like I, I I'm not against this. I, I like it, but like if you're reading like Midnight Suns, they did a little bit more. Uh, Agatha. Ooh, what if he's Hannibal? Um, Hannibal King. Hannibal King. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sorry, I think. I mean, I don't know if Hannibal King is traditionally black or white, but it'd be cool to see Hannibal King. He's white. Uh, Eric Andre. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, sorry, I think my daughter just took a dump. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked at, or if he's Damien Hellstrom, that'd be fucking hilarious. Too. Oh, that no, God. but I think they should bring back the Hulu. Yeah, that's. I think they should bring up the Hulu guy. Yeah, if they're gonna, if they're gonna use Satana and uh, Hel- Satana <laughs> and uh, Hellstrom, I think they should throw in um, the characters. Mm-hmm. Of I mean, it's loosely, it's very loosely Marvel, and it's very loosely, very loosely MCU because it was part of that Hulu thing. Like, is it, is it MCU? Is it not? Right. Officially, it's not, but originally it was. So, so I count it only because there's no contradiction currently. Right. But I would love to see them come back because why cast these people? I mean, obviously they had bigger plans. Yeah, like, of course. Obviously, with the return of Charlie Cox and with the return of Vincent D'Onofrio, and apparently John Bernthal. That's oh, I was I was going to write that down, but that's like, a big rumor. Yeah. Like, so, so the stunt guy was one one of the trainers who does the Marvel stuff was. He posted a picture on Instagram. I don't know if it's still there, but he posted a picture on Instagram with John Bernthal saying, like, John's the man. It's great working with him again. Can't wait to see him return in Phase 5. That's what the tweet – that's what the Instagram post ended with. Can't wait to see his return in Phase 5. Oh. And I was like, are you are you, are you serious? <laughs> I know. I mean, it would make sense because um, the Punisher is – besides the Netflix stuff, the Russos, if you want to take their word, have already said that the Punisher was in their movies. Yeah. He's the one that saved Nick Fury and the one that hit Sitwell with the car. That might have just been them just being like, fuck it, who cares? But if that's true and they throw mention to that and John Bernthal's back, that's fucking cool. So, I'm big fans of uh, Punisher. Season two was okay. I like season one a lot. Hope Mike Rowe comes back for the MCU. He was cool. He's uh, he was in, he was that guy who died in Star Wars. Oh, Jesus. He was the um the dude who was like, "Hey, Cassian, we should steal the money and leave." That was Micro from Punisher. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I forget what his name is, but it doesn't matter anymore. He's done. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the, 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 these casting rumors. Uh, oh, the biggest thing for Agatha Covenant of Chaos. Sorry, was the uh, the reason why I put this news in there is because of the nine episode run. Originally, we didn't know how long the show was going to be. Everyone thought it was going to be six episodes. It's actually going to be nine, which was the same as WandaVision, which makes me think that it'll probably be the 20 to 30 minute format as opposed to the 30 to 40. Right. Or the 35 to 55. Right, which is fine. I, I Like I said, this is something cool, something different. I just think Covenant of Chaos should have been turned into a special presentation. Yes. I... Make it an hour, put Mordo in there, call it a day. But if they got a really good idea for this, I'm not opposed. I love Catherine Hahn, and we need more magic stuff in um the mc no and, uh, especially because scarlet witch is currently like not around potentially and this whole vision quest if that's a real thing right i think what they because they, they announced like so many um wandavision spinoffs in quotes because we have obviously multiverse of madness she was in there yeah. agatha coven of chaos is the official spinoff and there's wonder man which not officially a spinoff but because wonder man is so directly tied to vision and scarlet witch at least in the west coast era like you could potentially connect some dots and then um, Vision Quest, which is the current title, but we don't know what it's going to be called. And that's going to be Vision figuring out who he is and then probably starting the Young Avengers oh, yeah. with his kids and Kate Bishop. 
Sorry. Unless Kate Bishop doesn't stay Young Avenger and she just becomes an adult because all the other Young Avengers are children and Kate Bishop is like at least old enough to drink in the MCU. So it'd be weird if a 21 to 22 year old was hanging out with kids, especially when Vision's already there to supervise if they give Vision that role again. Oh yeah, of course. Because America Chavez is like 16 and it would be really weird if she's like flirting with Kate Bishop because there's such a huge age gap. Oh yeah, of course. In the comics, I think Kate was 16 and she was 18, America, so that wasn't that weird. But now it's weird. No, no, it's very weird. So Now it's weird. Especially because um, Sotal, I think that's how you pronounce her name, Gomez, she's like, what, 15 I or 16? I think she's 16 in real life. And I think, she's playing, I think she's playing a 14 to 16-year-old. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, let's just not do that, though. Yeah, can we not? Let's just avoid any romantic stuff with Kate Bishop specifically. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was... Uh... And, and, and also Cassie, because Cassie, I believe, Catherine Newton's character is supposed to be like 18 in this as well. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see, in couple, we'll see in a couple months. Yeah, no, can't wait. Ammon's going to be fucking fire. Yeah, no. Yeah, you want to get into the other slightly MCU-based news? Yeah, so we got two Spider-Man newses. Um, newses. Newses. Uh, we have Daniel Kal- uh, Kalari. Uh, it's Daniel Kalua, who was um, Wabiki, or he was the guy that was hitting on Okoye in Black Panther, and also the guy from Nope and Get Out yeah. and Black Mirror. <laughs> great, Daniel Kalua, check him out. He's great in Nope. Continue. Sorry. Uh, he's Spider Punk <laughs> in uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse before anyone says yeah, anything. Uh, Spider Punk is Hobie Brown. It's not Peter Parker. So people are like, oh my god, it cast a black guy as the voice of Spider Man. I'm like, shut I mean, up, it's fair, Hobie Brown. Issa Rae, Issa Rae was cast as Spider Man. I she's just about to say that. I know. I was about to say that. Or she has some ethnicity towards her. But I mean, who cares? It's just voices. I know. I was going to say that. I was going to bring that up if you like, I was going to ask as a question. <laughs> like, like, does it, like, is it one of those things where you care? <laughs> Um, is it one of those things that you really care where, whether the voice actor is the ethnicity of the character? Well, I've said this time and time again. The right actor is cast for the part because they got the part. They're the right actor for it. It's, it's why I was not... Uh, it's why I was all for when Robert Pattinson was first cast as Batman before the movie even came out and we saw that he was good. I was like, look, he got the part. If you besides Twilight, if you watch any of his other movies, he's great. Yeah. So I'm like, he got the part because he's a good actor and the director wanted it. Well, that's the whole thing. So a part of me goes So I use my My biggest thing is the Wonder Man. Okay, so like, we'll get... I like I like the guy who's playing Wonder yeah. Man. He's Black Manta and Aquaman. I like yeah. him. But Wonder Man We'll get to rumors in a second. Yeah, like we'll get to yeah, we'll get to rumors in a second. Because those are but, there's two rumors I want to cover real quick. Yeah, I mostly care because it was supposed to be Nathan Fillion. Yeah, so we'll cover those two rumors back to back. But like, I'll tie. Well, that's not a rumor. He was officially cast. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not yeah, official. He... It's not official. Yeah, no. It's not official. It was official. The other no, day. I checked. I double checked. It's not official. I checked just before because it... they said Wonder Man cast, and they want Bob Odenkirk to be in the show as well, which I was going to talk about. Yeah. So, going back to the uh, the the ethnicity thing of, of voice actors, I use anime as the biggest example. Like, it's not. Like you're taking characters that are are drawn a certain way, but portrayed. Variety reports that he was cast. Okay, it was Variety. Okay, I didn't know if that was from the. I don't know if it was from the. the remember we talked on the other day about the disgusting, uh, disgusting films, um, tw- uh, Twitter account, and then you're like, oh, it's the- oh yeah, because there's like a million parodies. Yeah, but no, that that one wasn't the one that reported. Okay, I didn't know if that was from that one. Um, no, yeah, yeah so uh, Yaya or however you pronounce his name, I'm so sorry. It's Y A H Y A. So Yaya. Abdul Mateen the second, who was Aquaman, he was also Doctor Manhattan in Watchmen. Yes, he is. Watch that show. He's Wonder Man. 
Okay. So going back to the, and I'll go back to the, and we'll cover that in a second then. Um, He's got a strong presence. So the thing is, um, when it comes to like voice acting, it shouldn't matter what the, the race is. It's, it's as long as it captures the character, that's fine. So oh, yeah. Now going back to this casting, so. But that can also put us in hot water because if a black guy is voiced by a white person, it's like a whole thing. Well, because there's not enough black voice actors. And that's voice and so that's but that's not our fault, right? So okay? that the voice. I was getting to that. So fault. like when you look at anime. They're drawn to look a certain way. We assume that they're. We assume that depending on the anime itself, a lot of it's just set in Japan. So what ends up happening yeah. is, what do you but do? But they're all voiced by either. Well, it's all, all varies, but um, mm-hmm. but they all all voiced by some uh, of people uh, of different uh different backgrounds. So what do you yeah. do then? Do you just go? Well, I don't want them to voice to sub this anime. No, you idiots! You wanted to sub the anime, so the anime. that's what you do. Or sorry, dub the anime. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. It's fine. It's okay when it comes to voice acting. If you're going out of your way to, and this is like a behind the scenes thing. If, My biggest issue with what you're saying is the Velma show that Mindy Kaling is doing. Okay, yeah. Like, it's okay if like Sam Richardson was just voicing Shaggy, but they're making Shaggy an entirely different person. Yeah. Why? There's no reason for it. No. Like, Mindy Kaling can still voice Velma. But you didn't have to make her brown. Yes, yeah, true. I don't care personally. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't care, either. care that she's brown. I just care that like, why are you making such a huge change when it's not necessary? It's animated. It's, it's true. Not like it's a live action casting. It's animated. Exactly. Why are you making so such an effort? I agree one hundred percent. Like, I agree one hundred percent. I think the the uh, the idea it's it, and it's it's this. I get what you're trying to. Do. You want representation, and diversity in your communities of of people that haven't been there. One hundred percent. You should do that. Absolutely. Um, I think the idea, the problem ends up being things like we have a show like Velma coming out where you out where you went out of your way to change the race of the character who's been around since the sixties because the voice actor is now a different skin color. I'm like, I, you know, do, would you do that for you know? There's a. It's funny enough. Well, they're also not calling him Shaggy, by the way. They're calling him Norval, well, which I hate. Norval's his name in the. I'm aware that's his name. Yeah, it's yes, his name in Norval, fucking whatever. Yeah. Like, I know that's his name, but his nickname is Shaggy, but they made a note to call him Norval, and I was like... I know. I know. That, that's whatever. You're changing too much. That's what, that I don't mind so much as, like, the race thing. Um, yeah. But again, like, that goes to, like, um, Watch Mojo. funny enough, just put out a uh, a top ten list going, top ten voice actors uh, you didn't know were... Or top ten voice actors you didn't know were female that voiced male characters. Um... I'm like, then should we go back and change all those characters to female because they're female voice actors? Like, no. Well, no, sometimes a lot of kid uh, yeah. characters are... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I was, that's what I, I was about that to say. But uh, No, but it goes along with this idea of like, well, should we, you know, are we changing this stuff? Like, yeah, there's a level... Don't grind your teeth on me. Um, there's a uh, there's a level of like, don't... Of not... Of, of stepping of over that line. You know what I mean? And what do you do when you get to that point? Do you... Go yeah, we're gonna, we're going to change things like for, and I'm using the Velma show as an example because we brought it up, mm-hmm. but like having the Velma show out and you're cha- you're going out your way to change the, the race of two of your characters of a franchise. Like, we don't know if we don't know if we haven't seen a picture of Fred yet. We don't know what he looks like. Right. So Fred could also be different. Right, but so far we know two. Like we know Velma yeah. and, and Shaggy. Like you we know the titular. Yeah. So you went out of your way to change the race of two of your characters. Um. To do that, like so, so how much again? Our property has been around since the '60s, you know, yeah. because your voice actors are of that race and background. 
I mean, honestly, I've said this before, and when we and me, you both agree. Like, if I got a, a voice acting gig to do a character, I don't care what the back the race is, the background is of, of the character. You're hiring me for my voice. You're not hiring me for what I look like. You know, exactly. very different from a live action show. Yeah, but all at the same time, like I'm all for the if the actor's the right choice for the job. Yeah, and we've talked about. Like, I like Sam Richardson, but Matt Lillard is shaggy, hands down. Mm-hmm. Casey Kasem's gone. Matt Lillard took over. Right. The guy that replaced Matt Lillard, besides Will Forte, because Will Forte was just okay. The guy who replaced him in Be Cool Scooby Doo, pass. That's fair. But, That's not good, also. But Matthew Lillard, mwah, we should do a sco- icing on the cake. Should do a Scooby Doo breakdown episode next Halloween. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'm not kidding. But, um, <laughs> like, like, all about that. Um, like with the whole Little Mermaid thing, I don't care what the yeah. Little Mermaid looks like. If she's good for the role and she can actually sing, power to. Well, yeah, I'm like I can care less. Like, like with Yaha being cast as Wonder Man, that's fine. He looks like he's from Hollywood. He's got like nice, you know, he's got nice physique and he's got a handsome leading man face. Right. So why not? As much as I want Nathan Fillion, he's too busy with the rookie, and he's got, um, and he's a little too old. Yeah, if they're going for a younger Wonder Man, yeah, uh, could hit on Elizabeth Olsen style Wonder. So Man. and that's so that's the whole thing. And I said this about um, about casting before. We, I mean, you've talked about this off mic. The biggest problem that you run into. Oh no, I was talking to Anne about this. The biggest problem is when you come into things like recasting and changing race and stuff like that. Is that Especially something like the MCU, where you've had lots of anywhere from A-listers to D-listers actors being in your properties, like things like, oh, this instead of hiring this guy to replace to play Wonder Man, you should use this as an actor to replace Chala eventually. You know? Oh, you mean this guy? Yeah. Well, I'm just using him as an example. I mean, he would be a good T'Challa replacement, but I think the, the if. Chadwick Boseman didn't die, and he just chose to not come back. They would have recast it. Oh, 100%. Hands down. But because he died, and because they were able to fit it into the MCU, however they're going to do it, we'll see. Yeah. The reason why they didn't do it is because they wanted to honor him. He was great. Oh, 100%. He's perfect. He's perfect as Black Panther. One. And he embodied the role. He loved it. So, But if he didn't die, and he just chose to leave like Terrence Howard, to be fair, that was the first Iron Man movie, and then, you know, the universe spawned after that. So replacing Rhodey is whatever, but you know, they're now doing it with Thunderbolt Ross. Right. William Hurt has been in the MCU since what? 2010, 2011, whenever Incredible Hulk came out. Right. And he's popped up in, I think he's besides Iron Man. Well, maybe more. Well, now, Hulk besides like Iron Man, he's popped up in more things than anybody. Right. And that's the whole thing. So like I, uh, the problem is that I'm, I, now he's this is, yeah, right. Um, and we're getting to a point, and this is like, it's not a problem, but it's the idea is like, we're getting to a point where you're going to have to eventually be cast for child. And I know this is like a long stretch from where we, we started, but like. They, they, they probably won't have to. Well, you, you're going to have to unless you re, unless you don't reboot. And after 10 years, you're probably going to have to. Another, another 20 well, years. No, I don't think they're going to. I think the way that they're doing this for T'Challa, like, they're killing him off. Mm-hmm. And if. If they have anything, oh no no no, anything they'll have. It. No no, no. what I'm saying, I'm not saying immediately. What do you mean like? I'm not saying immediately. I'm saying within like the next like maybe twenty years. Like it's not for us because what's going to happen? Like you're going. Is dead. No, well, eventually it's, it runs its course in general. Canonically died in the movie. That's what the movie's. About. Oh no, I know, but what, like the thing is, ooh, sorry about that. Let's fix. Let's fix my mic. Um, the whole thing is, I think they're coming up to a point where they have to either reboot their universe 
Oh, they're not going to do that. Well, and I, I, I say that... Until all their movies start to flop, they're not going well, to Well, no, what I mean is eventually they're going to become so... It's going to become like the comics where people don't want to see them because they're so hard to get into because you're going to grow out. Like Again, you'll have kids that... Oh, the only reason why, like, I can... T- I mean, I'm a comic book fan, but one of the only reasons why I continue to watch the everything the MCU puts out is because I've seen everything. Right, but also you started off with everything. So let's say a kid... Yeah. Let's say... Like, all right, so I'll use my daughter example. She is I mean, one ten years ago. It was easy to get into, right? Like when it was twenty thirteen, it was like six movies, right? So my now it's my like fifty projects. My daughter is one right now. Yeah, she's probably not going to see a movie like in uh, like a in movie theater like seating thing maybe till she's four. Yeah, and she won't start the MCU until she's four or five, right? Like you can put it on in the background, but she won't really know. Right, exactly. So unless I'm doing, unless she's doing homework about the the MCU in the background, or where we or you're forcing her to watch fucking marathon. Yeah, like (laughs) that's the only way. You know, the selling point was back in the day was oh Marvel. You know, Marvel fans were watching these movies. Comic fans were watching these movies. Kids wanted to see these characters that they saw in cartoons in movies. Now we're we're twenty years into it. There are kids that were not born yet that are turning 20 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I was thinking about it, like, from a from a fan standpoint. Like, I pray that I die of old age. But I also pray that I die after the MCU is over. <laughs> That's fair. Like, that might if, I'm a, that you think. If, if I'm, like, put, if I'm pushing 85... And the MCU is on phase twelve. I'm gonna fucking explode. And that's the whole thing. So that's like, that's ridiculous. Well, that's, that's my point. So th- at some point they have to the, to reboot and going back to the casting thing. And I said this to Ant. I think the problem is the biggest time to reboot would be Secret Wars. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think the biggest problem that we're running into now, and, and especially in Black Hollywood, is that you're they. I, so I said this like I asked Ant who they you would who would you want to cast as Black Panther, and we were talking back back and forth about black actors i'm like nope they've been in a marvel property nope they're in marvel property no they're too old yeah too old david well they're too old too old this is washington's too old not, De- not denzel david his son oh, oh i thought you said denzel like denzel's too old to play t'challa i think david washington is actually don david washington i think he's actually younger than uh what's his face yeah but like uh, that he's 38 right now that's perfect t'challa age. right so that's what i'm saying like so we're getting to a point where we have to like especially in black hollywood if you want to eventually down the line reboot everything mm-hmm. and fix up your universe you can't keep hiring black actors to do white roles <laughs> you know you could do mm-hmm. like nathan fillion as wonder man and then be like all right cool we're we're t- another 10 years down the freaking line and we have to it's post secret <laughs> wars and we won't get the universe all together in a row uh we need a new t'challa or we need a new like we need a new, a new black lead. Wonder Man is not an A list character to be a black lead, but you have one black lead, and your black lead Sam. You should do um, Blade Cyclops. Is, I mean, Marshall Ali is great, but he is an older actor, right? And he's playing Blade, who can easily be washed away. Yeah, and then the only other characters that they have rumored to be played now by black car- actors is Xavier and Magneto, and I don't want Magneto because him being Jewish in the Holocaust is so intrinsic to his character. Could be black and Jewish. No, 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 no. It's very much like you don't want triple minorities yeah, because you're throwing a mutant. Well, no, well, yeah, that. But like, really, my thing is like him being Jewish and in the Holocaust and from not and from Germany. Mm-hmm. It's so like literally intrinsic to his character. It's like making Doctor Doom not from Eastern Germany, uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah. It's so intrinsic to their character. Like I don't mind. I, I, 
this goes back to like things like Namor and like the race change. Phoenix, you're right. All these like all, all these. Uh, I just typed the Jewish actors into Google. That's uh, okay. Um, Adrian Brody. You know, we'll talk about like we'll figure that out when they start doing some other stuff. But uh, yeah. like when it comes to like things like um, which one? Uh, having like like actors, I don't mind if you were to race change somebody. But unless their background of the character is so intrinsic to their character, like Red Skull could. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest offender. I love Oscar Isaac, and I think he did great. But Oscar Isaac is not a Jewish man. Yeah, like as much as you could play it as it. But at least they they said that they wanted to like put the Jewish side of Moon Knight into the show, and they they did for for like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, they're like his dad's Jewish, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> but like, it, like his dad wears the um, yamaka. Yes, yamaka. It's during the funeral. His dad wears the yamaka during the yeah. funeral. but like it's like, it's between yeah. that and but like also things like having like cool. You want to ha- hire a black actor because there's, there's not enough black actors Ooh, in Hollywood. Dude, Jason Jason Isaacs would be a Who's great Mister Fantastic, the voice of Thrawn. Oh yeah, but I think he's playing Thrawn. <laughs> well, no, um, I think they're getting. Oh no, he's not the voice of Thrawn. He's playing Thrawn in the in the D- Star Wars universe. So that means he's on the Disney paycheck. Hook him up, boys. Hook him up. And that's the whole thing. So like, I was like, so the whole thing is like, you can hire an actor of a different race as long as the race doesn't play into their background. Like, you're not going to hire like, like, like Red Skull, for example. Like, you're not going to hire like a white. You're not going to hire a black guy to play Red Skull. I don't care if they do, but it doesn't make sense. But, but, right, that's yeah. what I mean. Like he's a he's a, a a Nazi super soldier, and you're like, eh, but we want more diversity. Let's hire a black actor. Like, no, no, no. But like, I think Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Man works. I yes, because his race doesn't because matter. The story, the story they're going to tell is a black Hollywood story. But also his race no doesn't. Doubt. No but doubt. Also his race doesn't play into whose character is. It's not like they were like. Yeah, also he's super white. That's his character. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not like it's you know, well, what, I know what you mean. Well, like the Gunthries, like you know, like uh, like uh, Cannonball and, and and all the like yeah. the gun like I, they need to be like white redneck Southerners. Like I think um, uh, who played him? I forget what his name is. Um, the guy from Stranger Things, John. Uh, what's his name? Where is he? Oh my God, not Joe Keery, the other one, Charlie Heaton. I think he was good. Okay. As Ken, I watched New Mutants recently. Not terrible, not great, but not terrible. I haven't watched New Mutants really. Yeah, it's on Disney uh, Plus, uh, so I can but, watch um, it. Um, tra- but Charlie Heaton is uh, from the Heat Kick. So. Hmm. You know, doesn't really scream Southern, but also. Just, just a white guy. Yeah, that's that's fine, and that's the whole thing. Like it comes down to things like that. Like how, how, what are you going to do when you run out of? And and the problem is, like honestly, Marvel's running out of black actors and actresses to hire. It's. N- I mean, it's because they blew their load on Black Panther. Well, yes, and that's. Uh, you got Winston Duke. You got Angela Bassett. Yeah. You got fucking. Like, what are you doing? You had Bozeman. You had Daniel Kaluuya. You had freaking um, Michael B. Jordan. You blew your load right at the beginning. Yeah. You got John. You got Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard, both roadie. Yeah, like, like you blew. You fucked up Terrence Howard, and Don Cheadle's been around since Iron Man Two. Right. So like, you are really running out. Like, unless you're getting like Caleb McLaughlin from um, Lucas from Stranger Things. Yeah. Unless you're getting kids. Not a lot of adult black actors besides Denzel Washington's son, John, is, like, really available for, black for like, you know, casting. It's true. And now you're wasting a white character like Wonder Man. With a black actor. With a black actor. Well, 
I think he'll be great. He could have been better as not Luke Cage. That's what's his face. He could have been. I mean, I don't even know any black characters in Marvel right now that haven't been cast in Marvel shows because they try to put them in as fast as possible. Well, yeah, that. But like, also just down the line in general, it's like what you do you do? Hire a white guy to play a black actor down the line? Like, you're not going to do that either. Who's going to play young Isaiah Brand? Yeah, exactly. Like, who's going to do all this like stuff? The guy that cast is old. Yeah. Who's going to be the young one? You know, we'll, we'll see. You know, you know, a special presentation for Captain America Truth would fucking slap. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I'm fine with the casting. Like I said, best actor for the best part. But, and also Eric Andre. He's becoming a bigger actor now, and you're throwing him into Coven of Chaos. Hopefully he's a character, but he could also just be a nothing burger. He could just be there. It's true. True. I don't hold Eric Andre in as high regard as John David Washington, but I do think that he has dramatic acting in him, and they're going to waste him being a funny spinoff, uh, a funny nonsense character in Coven of Chaos. No, no. I don't know who he would play, but he could be like an X-Men. We'll see. How many are there any black X-Men? Besides like Spike Bishop? and Storm? Bishop. John David Washington could be Bishop. This guy, um, Mantine the second would be a great bishop. Like Bishop? <laughs> I don't know why they got him for Wonder Man, but he could have been Bishop. <laughs> like, see? He could lead X-Men too. Oh, but like what you were saying, this is just totally tangenting. What you could say, uh, what what you were saying before about rebooting. If Secret Wars is a soft reboot, like, you're introducing the Fantastic Four and the X-Men right before you're going to fucking reboot everything? I know. No, no, no. That wouldn't be a good move. No, it's not. But the problem is, like, you're running out of but things I think to do. Phase, I think Phase, uh, the second arc. So we have Infinity Saga, Multiverse Saga. I think the next saga will be Mutants. I know. Or it'll be me, and you talked to, me and you were talking about that during... Uh... Yeah. The mutant saga yeah. would be fantastic. You introduce Sinister, Strife, Apocalypse, do fucking Days of Future Past, but do it proper. But no, incorporate, like, fucking Captain America or something just to be like, MCU. So, like, I don't know. Like, the X-Men, it's just going to be such a weird, like, and are you going to cast everybody to race in the X-Men? Like, obviously Storm will be black, but, like, is Cyclops going to be black or white? I want him white. Green going to be black or he white? He needs to be like, Canadian. Like, like, like you don't have to keep. Yeah. Straying... I mean, he doesn't need to be Canadian actor, but he should be a white guy. Yeah, like, y- yeah, you don't have to keep. A short white guy would be great. Yeah, like you don't have to like keep like straying from the path just because like. But like, would you care if Angel was black? No. Is that because he's not a main X Men, or is that because his story doesn't matter? His story doesn't matter because <laughs> he's just a rich kid whose parents are like politician right if you, back when the x-men was first created yeah most politicians were white people yeah but, but nowadays who gives a shit exactly so yeah, i can see angel being black if they make beast black that's a bad move right because there's a trope in all of media where it's like the black guy turns into a monster oh yeah exactly so let's try to avoid that let's make beast a very white guy like let's make him glenn powell instead of cyclops <laughs> right and that's how <laughs> cover up glenn powell's face with beard with a blue beard i know I mean, I think Glenn Powell would be a good choice for Cyclops, but, you know, it's beyond me. I'm not a casting director or whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm... And then, like we said, Daniel Kaluuya, Spider-Punk, they're wasting... Like, he was wasted in the MCU because it was right during the beginning of his acting career, and he was playing, like, Wabuku or Wabiki or something. He's just a, he's just a nonsense Black Panther character. Yeah. Who is... Quote, like he's not in the second movie because he was filming too many movies. Yeah. But they said like the reason why his character's not in it is because during the betrayal of in the first movie, he still lives in Wakanda, but he's on the outskirts because he's banished. Right. And I'm like, that's a good reason to throw him away. 
but now you're losing Daniel Kaluuya's as a presence. Yeah, yeah. But they could easily recast Kaluuya into another role and be like, look, he's here. Yeah, it's true. And he's now he he's now Cyclops or something. Because if you're like a nothing character, you can be thrown into another role. Well, yeah. Well, uh, they haven't done it yet, yeah. or at least not to my knowledge. But they could do it, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. Like it's not like, like Chris Evans is going to be recast as like Wonder Man, right? You know, it's not like we just got Chris Evans' cap, and now we're getting Wonder. It's it's not that. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. So we'll move on from that to uh, more across Spider Verse news that. W- the rumor is that Spider-Verse across Spider-Man across Spider-Verse uh, will feature the MCU and PlayStation Universe's uh, Peter Parker's, um, meaning that we might get the Insomniac Peter Parker and Tom Holland might replace his, uh, re- revise his role yeah. as a voice actor for this. Um, yeah, I mean, they were supposed to have a cross, uh, they were supposed to have a cheeky little Easter egg with the three live-action Peters in the first movie, but they had to cut it because it was just like a quick, like, like and you'll miss it gag they said right. but they said in this one that they did want to incorporate one of those three or potentially all of them but toby is not really big into acting anymore and when he does stuff he's super busy and then andrew garfield was quitting for a hot minute but then again he also might do amazing spider-man 3 so who knows? right but having uh or he might be the venom spider-man but um having tom holland come back no doy sony owns him more than marvel does so of course they'd throw him in that movie facts and then the Insomniacs version, he's just such a popular character. The second game's coming out next year. Why not? Yeah. And Yuri Lowenthal's a voice actor, so it's easy. You know, it's like that. I like I like this idea. Um, I think a cool Easter egg would have, uh, would have like, um, oh my god, what the hell is that voice actor's name? Who did the voice of the original Spider-Man from the animated series? Oh, Chris Barnes? I, think, I don't know. I'll double check. I think it's Chris. Like either having him or like um for Spectacular Spider Man, um and oh, respect, yeah, it's um. But not uh, what's the hell? Not jo- not Josh Bell because whatever the hell is going on with him. Oh, Drake, Drake Bell. Bell Drake Bell. Yeah. Yeah, Drake Bell would uh not be a good choice, but yeah, uh, what's his face? His name is Josh Keaton. He was the one who yes, was yeah, in yeah. uh Spectacular Spider Man. I was talking about that with my boys today, and I was like, Josh Keaton would be fantastic to come back for a quick like. Look at Spectacular Spider-Man came by. Yeah, yeah. Not the Neil Patrick Harris one. The night. Neil Patrick Harris Spider-Man would be hilarious. Oh, it is Christopher Barnes. Oh, because um, Neil Patrick Harris from uh, the 1990s anime series. <laughs> yeah, the one that's based off of the um, Dude, Raimi book. They're, the Raimi yeah, movies. they're bringing it back, apparently. It's a well, rumor. It's on, it's on, um, it's on uh, Disney Plus now with Spectacular. Yes. So if they bring that back, that'd be hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Versus Spider-Man. What the hell is this? Which one? I'm looking at um Daredevil versus Spider-Man as like an animated movie. Was this just a um a bunch of episodes that were clipped together? That might be. Who's cast? Oh yeah, number of episodes four. No, it's um yeah, it's four episodes from the uh, Spider-Man show from the freaking whatever. It's a uh, Frank Man with that figure, Ultimate Slayer, Tombstone, Kingpin, and fucking Blind Leader of the Blind or whatever. Okay, cool. Very cool. You know what's funny? Because, sorry, we, we talked about Token Neon on the uh, podcast last week. You know, it started off as a fanfic that he wrote. That makes sense. Like, that's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you turned your fanfic into something. Well, that's why I'm working at Marvel and DC. We can go from there. <laughs> 
We had an idea for that, actually. Yes. So. <laughs> Exiles, baby. One day we can get there. Um, yeah, one day. All right. Uh, next bit of news. We got some Star Wars news. So Disney Plus Italy, they announced a original short called Star Wars Zen, Grogu and Dust Bunnies to celebrate the Mandalorian's third birthday. And they immediately retracted their statement being like, oh, no, haha, not for real. Ha ha ha. They uh yeah so that happens a lot of times so if you're a fan of like or if you you follow news from outside the United States the biggest problem that, or the biggest thing that ends up happening is like we'll get things like that will come out and they're like oh no 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 it's not real but then they're like uh oh, well no it's real and then it's like oh no 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 it's not real and then it doesn't not to be real um mm-hmm. that's the problem with getting news outside the United States especially for entertainment news not from a reliable source um yeah. cool if they do if not. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's going to be a quick freaking... It's a short. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a compilation of all the Grogu things, or if it's going to be like a new original content that takes place in between like the freaking seasons. Actually, what I would like I would like for it to be is like uh, the Mandalorians are like through the eyes of what Grogu was, like from his... Oh, so he saw, and then, yeah, from his height? <laughs> yeah, well, not... No, God. <laughs> Just look at the Mandalorian's shins the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, oh God, like it's eight hours of this? Oh mm-hmm. uh, no, no! But like the, the story told through the eyes of a child, which you can make mm-hmm. it as like a special, like a two-hour special or an hour and a half yeah. special. You know, you can do that. That's the only thing I can think of. But outside of that, it's whatever. Uh, cool, more always content. The last bit of news. We you can cover that. Cause I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> you know, Gears of Wars. So Netflix and the Coalition, the guys who make the Gears of War games, are teaming up for an adult animated series and live-action films franchise based on the Gears of War video games. So if you guys don't know what Gears of War is, it is a bunch of muscly dudes fighting aliens, and that's the whole game. Okay, that's fair. The stories are really well written. It's very heartfelt. I'm kind of glossing over the good stuff because I want you guys to play the games and watch the shows. But um, yeah, there's five games. Oh, sorry, six games if you count the prequel. And then um, I think there was one other animated short that they did. But besides that, they haven't really done a lot of Gears of War besides video games. So I'm finally uh, excited to say that they're doing uh, a live-action film that will spin off into an animated series that isn't going to be tied to... It's going to be tied to the show, the movie, obviously, but it's not going to be directly tied to where they can't do Gears of War 2 in live-action, for example. Fair. Like, the adult animated series might be like a prequel or something, like what Judgment the game was. So, yeah, man. Very excited to see Gears of War finally come to the big screen. Uh, Dave Bautista was talking about how he wanted to do Marcus Phoenix for the longest time. And then they put Dave Bautista in Gears of War 4 or 5 as just himself. So that was just like them nodding over to like, look, Dave Bautista. So I'm excited to see where they go with this. Netflix, we'll see. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking at the uh, the tweet from uh, about Ultramax. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's uh, Doug Wood. Yeah, well, uh, who put that out? Oh wait, SourcePoint did. SourcePoint. That's why I. I know, I know, I know. That's why I was like, that's surprising, but. Well, it all goes down to sales. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like he, I was looking at his tweets, and Doug said that uh, his sales were pretty well, but that he doesn't know what the trade projections were, and if the projections aren't high enough to where they'd be able to like cost effectively print it, they're yeah, like not. Nah. That's true. I got it. So. That's why, like, but I'm I'm always surprised when it comes like, and and this is just like just from working the shop and and, and just watch like looking at other things, I because it's a one volume book, I wouldn't 
I get why, because you have to make everything cost effective. One hundred percent. You're not gonna piss yeah. away. F- but there are some books that get printed, like graphic novels, where I'm like, okay. Yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah, but then it's like books like this that don't get printed. It's like, oh, that sucks. But then again, maybe it'll get delayed, or maybe once the rights go back to the creators, they can put it on Kickstarter, like what they did with One Hit Wonder. Yeah, it looks like it looks like because he's a big Kickstarter guy, it looks like he might just put it on Kickstarter after the rights come back to him. Yeah, it's Doug Wood and Michael something. I forget what his name is. Yeah. Might be Morakai, but I'm not positive. I don't know if, if Morakai did that. Let me just double check. Uh, James, do you want to get us into our topic of the week? Absolutely. So, guys, if you haven't seen the thumbnail yet, we are talking about Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. This is a six-episode six episode, six episode miniseries uh, revolving around really two characters, uh, three episodes around Ahsoka, three episodes around Count Dooku. So, guys, full spoiler of the territory as me have to break down the series. Um, this oh, week, sorry, Doug Wood was the writer. Michael Picard was the yeah. Artist. I knew, yeah, I knew Doug Wood was the I'm writer. On Points website right now. I can add to cart the collected edition. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so their website hasn't been updated yet for cancellation. Yeah, but uh, like so, so what Star Wars is uh, Tales of Jedi is going to be um, the episodes will be a little bit different because of how the, the show is formatted. They're only fifteen minute episodes, so it's not like where we can break down each episode or talk about the episodes in its whole. I we can talk about it in arcs. Um. Because the show really is two arcs. One is Ahsoka's arc, arc and the other one being uh, Dooku's arc. Um, we can cover the Ahsoka one first because that's the one we know most about. Yeah, so the three Ahsoka episodes are very weird and very skewed throughout the time. Yes. Well, the Dooku ones are pretty much all in a row. Exactly. Uh, kind of, yeah. a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about them in a sec. So the Ahsoka episodes, we'll start with those. So episode one is called uh, Life and Death. That is the birth of Ahsoka Tano to her mother, pa, uh, Pop Titano, and then it shows that um, how Ahsoka is one with the Force and how she can control animals, and then it's inferred that Plo Koon picked her up later on and brought her to the Jedi Temple. Because yeah. in Clone Wars, we know Plo Koon was the one who found her, blah, blah, blah. Right. So yeah, it's just a quick, like, look, it's Ahsoka. Look, her mom is also awesome. And then look, she has the Force, and that's kind of that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll skip, next Ahsoka episode. We'll, we'll, we'll skip to yeah, yeah. Skip to the next Ahsoka episode. Yeah. yeah, the next Ahsoka episode is called. It's number five. It's practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. This is during the Clone Wars, at the beginning. Yes, it oh, is. So it's yeah, it's during the Clone Wars, and then it is after it's during the Order sixty six in the sixth in the seventh season. So it's basically uh, Anakin and Obi Wan looking at Ahsoka in training. And then Anakin takes her aside and goes, "All right, you fought some robots, like the, the training, the the training." You guys, did you catch the big Easter egg in that one? Uh, yeah, Kanan. Yep. They didn't speak though, so they don't want to pay anybody. But yeah, Kanan, Depa, Palaba were in it, and so was Plo Koon. And Obi Wan had his uh, mullet from the animated Clone Wars stuff from Gendry Tarkas. Absolutely, and also from Attack of Clones. Mm. So, uh, Ahsoka, uh, Anakin then takes Ahsoka aside and goes, "All right." You're going to be practicing against a group of clones now because in the real battlefield, you're not going to be fighting drones that aren't really meant to hurt you. So let's set these guns to stun and good luck. So she's doing pretty good and then she gets hit and she's out for an hour. And then she's doing pretty good. She gets hit. She's out for an hour. It's just hilarious that Anakin's like, all right, keep it moving. She's fine. And then Go. Yeah. And then it flashes forward to Order 66 where she actually has to fight the clone troopers. And it's like, oh, okay, shit. That was a good scene. I actually like that. And then the last episode of the Ahsoka arc and the last episode of the show is Resolve. It takes place right after um, Padme Amidala's death where it shows Ahsoka um, looking over 
Padme's death hiding because she's supposed to be gone. And then, um, what's his face? So, uh, Gen- uh, General Organa. Yeah, General Organa, de- fucking Schmidt. He, um, Jimmy Schmitz, that's what it is. He, uh, bailed Organa. Got it. Connected the dots. He basically tells her, like, hey, if you need me, call me. And then she goes off on a farm and saves them from an inquisitor after the brother of the her friend the farmhand calls them uh, basically tattles this episode loosely adapts the ahsoka novel from 2016 very loosely days. yes very loosely it's been the what it adapts is uh, ahsoka seeing the funeral bail organa calling her fulcrum and the farm stuff but they also drop a queer character and change up the story a lot so people really don't like this too much but uh, it's it's cool that well, for people who didn't read the book because I don't read, um, it's good to see that story adapted. And so, so and that's what it is. Like so, we'll talk about the Ahsoka arc then. Oh, by the way, they introduced this masked Inquisitor and he goes down in two hits. Yeah, I no. was like lame. Uh, it's fine. Like Ahsoka just like takes his lightsaber and cuts him in half. Okay. I was like, bro. So we'll just. I was like sword fight, please. Yeah. So and that uh, there's two things wrong with the Ahsoka sh- like uh, arc. With nothing create. I, I will talk about this as a yeah. whole. Um. The first episode's kind of useless. I, I really can do without it. Oh, the first episode is a nothing burger. Like, oh, cool. Ahsoka's a baby. Who gets yeah. Um, the other like, two episodes I like. I like that as a Star Wars fan. I also don't care. Right. I like the other two episodes. I like the, the fact that her training to see the cool train, but we had a whole series about that. You know. Exactly. Uh, Resolve is awesome, but it loosely adapts the book and it does it poorly. And, it's, and again, it's not supposed to be adaption of the book. It's supposed to be like, here's something she did after... Um, in between Clone Ro- Clone Wars and Rebels, that's pretty much was like so potentially Bad Batch as well. Right, so you don't know when she's supposed to appear, but she's supposed to. Right, so this is kind of like the in between. Here's a yeah. story. Fine. Yeah, Resolve is the best Ahsoka episode out of yes. the three because, like, the first one is nothing because you don't need we don't need that. No, and then the second the second Ahsoka episode is while I enjoy seeing Anakin and all of them back, it's awesome. At the same time, it's like super stupid because we've seen her throughout seven seasons of the Clone Wars. Yeah, like I don't, I, yeah, I don't need a, a growth episode about. Again, I like Ahsoka. Yeah. I don't need yeah. a growth episode in the middle. Uh, it's just useless. It just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Um, yeah, and then we get to the. Oh, do you want to say? Yeah. Something? So before we get to Dooku, um, okay. I do like this a lot. Um, I, I have a whole thing I want to say about the series as a whole later on, but um. I like I do like these Ahsoka episodes. Again, two of the three are really good. The the having the first one kind of as a nothing burger episode is cute. Like oh, cute baby Ahsoka. That's literally what I was, I was saying to someone at at the store. Like oh, it's it's because oh look, baby Yoda. Oh look, baby Ahsoka. Cool, awesome. It's cute, whatever. But like you're not selling merch. Um, outside of that, it, it's okay. It, it like it, it's good. I like Ahsoka's story. It's cute. Um, but we had a whole series called Star Wars Clone Wars that did that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's jump. But let's get to the yes. big meat and potatoes, man. The Dooku stuff. I've always been curious about Dooku's time before he was a traitor. And they have novels, canon and non-canon, and they've teased, they've talked about it briefly in the Clone Wars TV show. But these gave us real in-depth. Oh, and in the Master and Apprentice yeah. book as well, they give us real in-depth looks at three times in Count Dooku's life. The first one, episode two, is Justice. It's Count Dooku with his Padawan, Qui-Gon Jinn, as they help ki- uh, help a senator's kidnapped son. And it shows that um, Dooku is a little bit more, you know, fierce. He actually force chokes somebody. 
Dude, uh, so watching that episode. Like he's with the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> so watching that episode, like it was really cool. I'll, uh, go ahead. We can do the run now. Okay. So episode three is called Choices. This one takes place a couple years after the first one. And it has Count Dooku team up with everybody's favorite rule master, Mace Windu, while they're investigating the death of uh, one of their own Jedi. Mm-hmm. I forget who it is. It doesn't say it in the uh, Wikipedia. And it is uh, Count Dooku and Windu just talking about, like, you know, you can either choose to save these people or choose to do this and that. And then, because Mace Windu's a tattletale rule breaker, uh, rule follower, he steals the council seat from Dooku. Yeah. Dooku's supposed to get it. But Mace Windu's like, well, I had to give a full report, and uh, you're an asshole, so bye. Well, that. And Dooku's like, bruh. And then episode four is called The Sith Lord. Oh, this before is... you get to that part, there's an Easter egg in the the... In the last episode, the one where um they go after the dead the dead um the dead Jedi, that's the one that they use as a lore in Rebels. Remember? The one. That... No, it's not. It's not Luminara. It's not her. No, Luminara is in like all of the Clone Wars. Really? She doesn't die. She doesn't die before attacking the clones. It's somebody else. Really? I thought that was like the. Yeah, I thought it was an Easter egg. It's not Luminara. No, it, it, it it's probably a name from a book. Fair. So it's probably an Easter egg, but it's not. It's not Luminara. Okay. Uh, so going to the Sith Lord, it. So the opening is uh, Qui Gon Jinn informing the High Council about his encounter with Darth Maul, and Dooku's like, "All right, okay." And then he tells um, the Council that they should have taken Dooku serious, and Yaddle's there. And then it ca- it flashes forward to after Qui-Gon's death, right after the little yep. opening, and Yaddle discovers that Dooku's been collaborating with Darth Sidious. He was the one that deleted the archive data on Kamino, which is such a fucking huge thing, because Jocasta News like, I know everything about the archives, and Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, bro, Kamino's not here, and she's like, that's fucking wrong. And he's yeah. like, it's not here. It's because Count Dooku deleted it. And he also uses... um. What's the freaking guy? Um, who institutes the clones in Clone Wars? Siphodius. Yes. Uh, it's Siphodius. Yeah. It's spelled um, backwards. <laughs> it's it's not. Siphodius is spelled wise. Well, back. Siphodius is F I S I F O D Y A S. It is can be pronounced Sidious. At least a little bit of it, but there's F's in there. Anyway, so Sifo Dias, he's just a he's essentially a nothing burger up until like that one episode of Clone Wars. But um and he's in a book. But he's the guy that originally talks about doing the clones, and then Dooku steals the idea, but secretly tells Sifo Dias to go work on it. He's like, The council said yes, trust me, and he goes, Bet. And then he gets captured and killed. That's fair. Um so it's Dooku then falling to the dark side and Yaddle's like hmm what's going on here so Yaddle follows him finds out that he's teaming up with Darth Sidious and Sidious is like this is what the Jedi do they fucking don't trust you and look they killed your Padawan go kill Yaddle and he's like I must kill Yaddle so this is how Yaddle dies so this is one of the biggest plot points in one of the biggest plot holes I'm sorry in Star Wars I mean at first glance Yaddle is just a female it's a Yoda Muppet with the wig on and it was just a nice little, like, look, there's more Yodas in the universe. But because Star Wars fans are crazy people, and because the Clone yeah. Wars exists, and Yaddle wasn't in any episodes, even though they included, like, weird-ass characters that showed up in the background, um, 
Yaddle not being there was so weird for people. So they were like, what happened to Yaddle? So Dave Filoni was finally like, all right, here we go. So Dave Filoni was like, Dooku kills her. And that's why she doesn't show up in any of the other subsequent media. Because in the middle of episode one and episode two, Dooku gets her. Like, oops. Yeah, that was really, really cool to see. Like that, This was my favorite episode, The Sith Lord. Oh, it's great. Because we get we got adult Qui-Gon. It's voiced by Liam Neeson. Yeah. They talk about Darth Maul, my boy. We get uh, the Yaddle thing, the Kamino thing, and we get to see the official turn of Dooku to the dark side. And it's just so cool. So cool. The Dooku arc is my favorite one out of these two. Okay, that's not bad. Because it's essentially new content. Because, like, obviously Ahsoka being born and then the adaption of a novel and the other story where it's, like, in the middle, they are technically new content while the other, while the latter kind of is an adaptation. It's still, like, new content. But we... Don't need we don't need to see Ahsoka being born because we know that Plokun picks her up, throws her into the Jedi. Yeah. We don't need to see her training because we have a whole show. And if you read the book, you get a better story. Sure. So the Dooku stuff, besides like the tiny hints they have in the novel of him being kind of douchey, this is like wish fulfillment. It is. I'm okay with that. Yeah, what did you uh, you said you had some stuff you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so I'll wait till we're like, are we are we done with? Oh, by the way, Filoni wrote every single episode except four choices. Wow. Yeah, he he did obviously the Ahsoka episodes, and then he did Justice and Sith Lord, but he let Charles Murray and uh, Alan Murray write um, episode three. I don't know why he was just like, nah, I don't want to write this one. I mean, he probably had a hand in it, but he's not the direct writer, which I thought was a little weird. I... It's the only one. Okay, that's weird. I mean, Mur- uh, Murray is a Clone Wars writer. Okay. So it makes sense why they were there. I'm not like, who is this person? But I'm just like, out of all, all six episodes, why only one? Right. You know? Yeah. But yeah, so, um, no, no, I just wanted to make sure that we were all covered across the board when it came to to the breakdown real quick. Yeah, I think we're all done. Okay. So one of the, the, the coolest things about this was that I like to show one, I like to show a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing I wasn't crazy about, though, was this. It was good. Really good. And I, oh, I loved it. Real as good. much as I just complained about the Ahsoka stuff, it's not bad content. It's just unnecessary comparatively to the Dooku stuff. Right. It's still great. I, I I agree with that 100%. I think the problem... Oh, and also Yaddle speaks normally. Okay. Voice by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yaddle speaks normally. I have an answer for this if you had a question. Oh, no. I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say that Yoda at some point... I told my wife about it because we watched it together. I was like, either Yoda is too old and this is what happened because he was too old or that Yoda got brain damage somewhere along the way as a fighter. No. So... Uh, <laughs> I th- so before the show came out, someone tweeted like, I hope Yaddle speaks normally because it would be funny if Yoda's a little freak. And then that same person after the show came out, re- uh, quote tweeted themselves going, Yoda's a fucking freak. <laughs> but Dave Filoni actually said that he spoke to Frank Oz back in the day. And Frank Oz was told by Lucas that Yoda speaks like that in honor of his master because when Yoda was being trained, Galactic Basic wasn't fully formed because Yoda's like 900. Right, yeah. So he's 500 in the High Republic. So that gives you some freaking when was he trained. Um, so Yoda was trained by someone who didn't really speak full Galactic Basic. It's like speaking to someone who has broken English. Okay. 
he speaks in riddles in memory of his master because that's where he was taught galactic basic and because he's honoring his master. So the reason why Yoda speaks in riddles is to honor. Okay. I'm okay with that then. That's fine. Yeah. Because like it sounded like in my head, I'm like, oh, he's just a, a fucking weirdo. <laughs> or he got brain damage or something. Oh, yeah, no. I think it would be funny if it was like, he's just a weirdo. But no, they have like an explanation That's for fair. it. Uh, sorry, I'm playing Marvel Snap at the same time we're, we're recording. Oh, dude, Marvel Snap is fire, by the way. Do you like it? I love this game. I'm 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 bronze ranked 27. Oh, dude. Fucking, do you use Morph? No, I haven't gotten him yet. Oh my god, Morph is like my favorite card. He turns into any card yes. in either person's hands, so it's a gamble. But it's funny that Morph is in the game, and I love it. Dude, I uh, I have a more. I'll tell you right now. I have a deck. I have like how many decks do I have? Well, I'm silver thirty three, star rank two eighty one. Three, four, five, six, seven. I, I only have one deck. I have eight decks. They, they made they made me make a second one, but then I was I like, I only eight. play with one deck. I have anyway. eight. I had an X Men deck, but my main deck is ninety percent X Men, but it has Ant Man and Devil Dinosaur. No, I've eight. <laughs> I've eight, and my best deck is my X. That's too many. I've eight different decks. My best deck is my Avengers deck, though. Oh really? Yeah. You know, like, like as, as much as I'd like to make more decks and stuff, it's just I'm only going to use the cards I like, so I have one deck. Mm -hmm. Like I made an X Men deck, like I said, but eh. I also have you know, I'm, Avengers I'm building, deck would be cool. I'm but, building a eh. Guardians deck right now. I mean, I know all the cards, like the Guardians, all work with each other. Yeah, yeah. And, they feed off each know, other. Like the Midnight Suns all feed off each other, yep. and the X Men. Like I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like eh, I'll just play cards that I know are good. That's fair. But yeah, so back to the show. Um, no, I uh, I liked it a lot. Like it, it, it was very like it's it's such a good show. The one complaint I have in the entirety, besides the Nothing Burger or Soaker episode one, <laughs> is that I think the Dooku ones should have been all this all should have been fifteen minute Dooku episodes. <laughs> and, and no, I feel that, dude. I feel and that. And it's not a knock on. The, like, I know, like I said, we like the Ahsoka episodes, but the Dooku episodes are so good, right? And, and it has nothing to do with like, oh, well, the Ahsoka ones are bad and the the mm -hmm. um the Dooku ones are better. It's more of that this doesn't make like we have episodes. We have so much Ahsoka content. Yeah, we don't need that. I mean, we have a lot of Dooku content because he's been in the movies and he was in the Clone Wars, but he was never a main character and we didn't get to see him being young. Right. It's not like the first, it's not like the three Ahsoka episodes where Ahsoka being born, Ahsoka being taken by Plo Koon as a Padawan, and then training right before she's sent off to go see Anakin on the battlefield. It's not like the first three episodes lead into her appearance in the Clone Wars movie. Right. It's her birth in the middle and the an adaption of the book. It's not like it's all stuff we haven't seen before. It's all stuff that we've gotten bits and pieces of. And that's all the the first one. Like, I... Uh... It's not bad. It's just Dooku's are better. 100%. Drastically. Yes. They're drastically better. I think the the idea of having the thing with Star Wars Tales, Tales of Jedi, I think what they did was they took the idea of having um the idea of having like what they did with visions. Having a bunch of cool what if stuff was cool and it worked out for them. Hmm. Um, but then what happens now? Like it does this work? Does this continue to work? How about we try it with like in canon stuff? Um 
And it works. It works very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do then? Like, do you go... What are you talking about for season two? Yeah, like, what do you do then? So I was actually thinking about season two as well. So with the idea of adapting books, how Resolve, episode six, loosely adapted the Ahsoka novel, I think doing more Clone Wars-style Jedi, because the Dave Filoni pitched this as prequel-era characters. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I would like to see some stories based off characters from the... High Republic, uh, OT trilogy, and sequel trilogy, they're not really Jedi Jedi besides the High Republic. But the Clone Wars Jedi, like, so, like I said, going back to the adaption of the novels, there's a novel called Dark Disciples, which is Quinlan Boss and Asajj Ventress. They were supposed to adapt those episodes into, similarly with um, the Darth Maul book. Oh my god. What's the Darth Maul comic? The Son of Dathomir. They were going to adapt Son of Dathomir um, from the short stories into a arc for the TV show, but they had to cut season six short due to time constraints and because Dis- um, like Star Wars is in weird legal limbo. So they were going to do the Dark Disciples and the Son of Dathomir arc. Dark Disciples became a book, and then Son of Dathomir became a comic. Right. I think the best idea, not the best idea, but a good idea would for either to focus on six individual tales or to do another three and three and you do Quinlan Voss for the first three because Quinlan Voss is a character that was mentioned in Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's obviously shown in uh, the Clone Wars and he was briefly potentially cameoed in Phantom Menace, but that just could be a guy that looks like him. Right. Because they're just dressing people up to look weird. Which is fair. So Quinlan, Quinlan Voss is a character that dabbled with the dark side. He was actually, uh, I think he was actually killed by Dooku right before. Oh no, he's he's actually alive. I forgot. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Ventress was killed in the book. So Ventress dies in book, okay. which is a little weird. Yeah, she does that. Yeah, no, she dies in a book. And Quinlan Voss, they had like a little relationship going. So I think if they were gonna do season two. Either do six different episodes or more, obviously. Yeah. Do six different Jedi's, like do one Plo Koon, do one Chaoti Mundi, do one Quinlan Voss, do one about a Ventress if you want to do, you know, she's never labeled as a Jedi. Oh, she was a Jedi very briefly. I forgot she was switched over. But, like, you could do, like, episodes where it's one offs, or you could do the three and three, and you could do Quinlan Voss and Ventress, and then do something like, um, you could do Yoda. Because there's some, still some stuff you can do with Yoda. You could do Kanan. You could do Cal Kestis. You could do Jaro Paul, You could do Chaotic Mundi. You could do Jocasta New. There's so many Jedi that are just Sazy Tin, just thrown in there that could easily get spinoffs. Like, obviously, with Kanan Jarrus, like, you don't need one no. because he's in Rebels and briefly in Bad Batch. But characters like, um, and you don't really need one for Plo Koon. He was heavily featured in. Um, the Clone Wars, but we all know that Dave Filoni's favorite character is Plo Koon, so I wouldn't be surprised if Plo Koon gets the cut next time. But, yeah. You can easily, you can go both ways. Either three and three, six one-shots, like, or you can just continue with Dooku and Ahsoka if you really want to. Right, and I, I'm not against that. I think what they should do is, when you start, you know, thinking about season two or, or doing something different for the series, I think instead of doing three, or, or, or two doing two characters, what you should do is just, like, focus on, like, a set. Like, all right, cool. We're doing one character, and we get to do, like, 
well adapted book like the Ahsoka book or like the Avengers mm-hmm. book. Yeah, like Dark Disciples. Right. Like I was saying with um with Quinlan Boss Avengers, you could do three episodes that adapt that if you want to. If you want to stick to one, you just adapt three into the one instead of the one into the one like you did with Resolve. Right. Because Resolve gets cut short and the book is like significantly cut short because of the runtime of like 12 minutes. They cut out queer characters. They have the Inquisitor fight be literally 20 seconds. Right. Like you could have had this episode been all three. You cut out life and death. You cut out practice makes perfect and you just do the resolve. But like, you know, it's right after Clone Wars, but before Rebels and Bad Batch or maybe right after Bad Batch. Um, depending on whenever Fulcrum becomes a thing for her, because Fulcrum is a nickname that's used all across Star Wars. Well, yeah. Um, Ventress uses Fulcrum for Hot Minute. Mm. Fulcrum is basically just the MacGuffin name. Uh, Bail Organa, fucking Mon Mothma. Um, but yeah, no, so you could do like, you could have adapted the Ahsoka novel into three different episodes, totaling about 45 minutes. So then you have like a mini movie for Ahsoka's. Book. Right. And again, because the, the Dooku episodes seem so closely connected, even though there's a little time gap between Justice and Sith Lord, because obviously Qui Gon Jinn's a kid and then he's an adult and he dies. Yeah, so well. you could have those, like, th- th- they essentially adapt the Dooku book, for example. Yeah. If they were, if they were adapting one of the books. Well, they're not. Yeah, well, they're not going to to put in something that that there's a chance of them getting like they're not getting fucked. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't have to adapt books. Like, I understand like the books are made to be supplementary media if you want to read them, but there are so many of these books that people like me, I would love to read them, but I can't sit down and read a book. I just it doesn't work for me. I don't know what it is. Comic books are better. I like visuals. I, I have OCD and ADHD, so those don't work. But um. You know, but if like so, there are three novels for Padme. Right. Queen's Shadow, Queen's Hope, Queen's something else. Why not do three episodes? I mean, it's Tales of the Jedi, but bear with me. Yeah. Why not just adapt those three episodes, those three books, into three different episodes? Right. You know, because it gives you that media that the people potentially haven't seen sure. that would watch on Disney Plus. Because like they just released a, two new books based off Obi Wan and Anakin. Well, one of them is Brotherhood. That's Obi-Wan and Anakin between episodes one and two. And then Padawan, which is right before Qui-Gon picks him up, I believe. It's right before the uh, Master and Apprentice book. And it's Qui-Gon, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, feeling himself out. Apparently he's asexual, but we know that's not true because we've seen Clone Wars. Yeah. So it's really cool to see, like, you know, those being adapted, potentially. Right. Because with the Ahsoka book being adapted, it leaves open opportunity to do more. Yeah. And, like, ample opportunity. Yeah, and well, again, we'll see. Like, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I stick to Tales of the Jedi, keep it Jedi, so you don't do the Padme ones. But you could also do Tales of the Rebellion, Tales of the Republic, and if you want to stick with characters like Padme or Leia, for example, I don't know right. why you would. She has a whole trilogy, but you know what I mean. Well, true. Well, because Leia has a book. That's what yeah, I know. So, you know, I would love to see more Tales of the Jedi. If it's only these six episodes, I'm totally fine with that. But I would love. To see more. It's set up as an anthology series. Indicating more will come. And with how with how Disney Plus puts out Star Wars content. This is a good place to have like. So you release four things of Star Wars a year. Give or take. You do a live action show. You do Bad Batch. You do Tales. You do Visions. Yeah. And I mean obviously we're getting Mandalorian Season 3 and Ahsoka. Both next year. But you know what I mean. You can, and, and or Season 2 probably. So you just give us, you know, sprinkle it out so every couple months there's not, like, stagnation. Like, with Marvel, 
we're not getting anything until Black Panther and then um the oh my god, the Guardian special. Yeah. To be fair, one is in November and one is in December. Or however uh whenever the Guardians is gonna come out, like before Thanksgiving or whatever. Oh, I forget damn. exactly what the is. But you know, like why not have supplement like i want to every two months have a star wars show right tales of the jedi can easily fill that gap even if you don't want to drop all six episodes at once and you want to release them weekly add five minutes to the runtime instead of 13 to 17 make them 18 to 23 so they're like an episode of the clone wars that you could release every week and people wouldn't complain because the my problem with visions in this is you watch them all in one day and you forget about it and that's that's and that's always been the 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 biggest kind of like upheaval when it comes to this it's like Cool. I can watch this literally all in a day. I watched it all before Which I did. The, the when this podcast. dropped, I watched them all. Like I waited, but I watched it all before we did the podcast. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we can do this now or we can do it later. I'm like, ah, oh, I can do it now. Well, why? Because I'm yeah. I'm done. I watched the entire it's an hour and a half. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's it's like an hour twenty two or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's good, but it's bad. Because like I like it when I can watch everything in one go, especially Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if it wasn't amazing, I'm not going to watch it again. Like, I haven't rewatched any of the Visions episodes. Not because I don't like them, but because I watched them. I talked about them on my podcast when I was doing a Star Wars podcast. I might come back to it. Yeah, what happened to that? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I moved. Oh, yeah, true. Like, And it's busy and busy scheduling. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's me and you where we have free time at the end of Monday. Alex is a busy guy. So, um, yeah, so like, I haven't rewatched any of the episodes from Visions, even though I liked ninety percent of them. There's only two that I was like, "These were good." Okay. So, like, but with these, I probably won't rewatch the Ahsoka episodes unless I'm rewatching the entire like Star Wars, you know, like story as a whole. Like maybe when I hang out and when I have kids, but like I'll probably watch like uh, Justice and the Sith Lord over and over again well, because one, I, one I like Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, and two because they're just the strongest two episodes, Justice and the Sith Lord. While Choices is also pretty strong, I'm not a Mace Windu fan because he's a tickhead. But I love Mace Windu. Uh, I need more Mace Windu, <laughs> and I need more General Grievous. Like, Grievous. Ooh, Grievous would be cool to see in more of this. Stuff. Yeah, and that's like the, the Son of Dathomir stuff was the Grievous versus uh, Darth Maul that we never really got to see. And that's all... that's where you were supposed to see it. And this is where I go, yeah, especially with this series. This is a series that le- leads lends itself to like, you know, doing things like that. You know, I mean, season two could easily be Quinlan Voss, Dark Disciples, three episodes, and then Son of Dathomir, three episodes. Dave Filoni could easily be like, "This is actually Clone Wars season five point five because they were supposed to take place right before season six. Oh it was yeah, to be these two arcs, and then the arc we got in. Oh my god! In season six, and then it was supposed to be Crystal Crisis on Utapau, which is how the um, Separatists and the Emperor and the Empire got the giant laser for the Death Star. Sorry, I just drew a fucking. And also, it shows Utapau where Grievous goes. Blah blah blah. Sorry, I just got an onslaught. So sorry. Oh, nice onslaught slabs. It's fucking great onslaught. And I got Scarlet Witch. I got Xavier. Dude. Team up onslaught with Devil Dinosaur and you're making nuts. I know, dude. It's so good. This game's so fun. Sorry, um, but that's the whole thing. Like, when it comes to certain things, like this is a very good opportunity for them to do something new, while going back and exploring certain stories. Like, give me 
you you know if you want to split it between three 15 minute episodes each character arc then do someone don't do ahsoka mm-hmm. she's too big you know but what you i mean that's because dave filoni created yes. her dave filoni likes her and she has a whole series there but what you do is like do the qui-gon uh, do the crown dooku episode do like a grievous backstory like i want to see the backstory when he became a robot oh yeah it's loosely told in the comic uh, so there's a general Grievous comic that came out for Dark Horse. It's four issues. It's very loosely told in that, and then it's also very loosely told in the one shot comic that came out during the Age of Republic. Mm-hmm. He's like a mercenary that the Separatists hire, and then he gets seriously wounded. And Sidious is like, "He's so full of hate that we can use him as a war machine because he's ruthless." <laughs> yeah, but so that's kind of what happens. But it's shown only in comics and only very briefly. Yeah, so yes. You know, do like that. Give me, you know, if you want to do more backstory, do me. Give me a backstory of Mace Windu. Give me, dude. So Mace Windu's backstory again, very loosely told in the Jedi: The Republic comic book. It's like him as a young guy with like dreads. It's hilarious that he has hair, and it's like him teaming up with his master, and they're like stopping this corrupt guy who's pretending to be a Jedi so people will worship him and give him money. And that's a very cool story, but it's told across four issues, like two pages each issue. Yeah. So turn that into an episode. That's what I'm saying. That's like you can cool. do these things in, in different episodes and in, in different styles mm-hmm. and stuff like that as you as you go along. I think that's the one thing I I want to see more of, especially mm-hmm. you know keep this format. Either give but like either do one or two things. Give me more episodes per season. Give me twelve, and do six and six. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping the same length as like length at like fifteen minutes, go all right, cool. We're gonna do this. Yeah. You know, we're gonna do. Next season, we're going to do Windu and Grievous, for example. I'm just making shit up. But, like, yeah. or we're going to tell uh, uh, a High Republic story that we know we can't, you know, you know, mix it up. I'm okay with that. Like, I like this concept. I think they did well with Visions, and I think this is the the actual next step to what Visions was. Where Visions is, like, their what if. I think Tales of Jedi is a great idea of, of doing something, like, in canon, in Star Wars universe stuff, like here you go. If you're not reading everything, this is kind of like drips and drabs of, of heroes and villains, mm-hmm. you know, that exist within your universe. Do not worry, you don't need to read the comic. Like, get, you know what you could do? You could even give me a hunt, give me Imperial Cadet, adapt Imperial Cadet as a like a six episode. I mean, that's not a Tales of the Jedi thing, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. They should adapt more of the comic books, but then again, it so it's a double edged sword adapting comic books mm-hmm. because. I mean, besides adapting novels, which is, again, another double-edged sword, especially when they turn those novels into comic books or into manga, like what they've done before with Guardian of the Wills and the Leia story, but, like, turning these episodes and even some of the video games into content that is streamable on Disney Plus would work for them. It would also fail to continue sales on books, comics, and video games, because if you want to see Cal Kestis, especially if he shows up in a TV show, you have to play his two games. Right. Or read the comic book that's loosely that, – that's like a prequel to the game that has Trilla and Seer Junda in it. Um, like you have to either read the comic books or play the video games or, what, or read these books. Like I'm missing a bunch of Star Wars lore because I don't read the books. I read all the comic books, but I don't read the main books. So I'm missing a bunch of stuff. Well, not all of it's important because there is a hierarchy in the Star Wars um, lore where it's movies, TV shows, animated TV shows, um, books, comics – and then short stories. That's like the, the tier list, essentially. And video games is around the same as the comic books and, movie, and books. So, like, obviously, like, if something happens in a movie, it takes more precedence than a book. Right, of course. 
but f- then it comes down to this like a, like resolve where it loosely and poorly adapts the Ahsoka novel. So it's like is because but because more people saw resolve than they read the Ahsoka novel, like is the Ahsoka story that we got here what people are going to remember as opposed to reading the book? It's true though. Like I, and this is goes down to things like so. I read, you know, I read a lot. Um, you read too much, dude. I'm it's so much. I'm about to. I'm I'm planning on redoing all of the crisis events in order again. Oh God, well, because Dark Crisis is like blowing loads. It's almost over. It, it, issue six yeah, comes out tomorrow. This week. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. Issue six comes out this week, and then next week. Well, yeah, there's like a finale. Piece. Uh, yeah, so it's issue six, and then the, and then oh, I have to read all of them in a week. I know. Well, well, no, 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 you, no, you have you have two months. You have two months. You have a month. No, so uh, no, you have two months. You have two months. You have, oh, the finale is in January. Uh, the final bit? No, December. The end of December. Oh, then we'll do it in January. Yeah, it'll be like our first episode back. Yeah, depending on timing. Of course. Uh, yeah, because ho- uh, Christmas falls on a fucking Sunday. So we'll probably. Do I mean, we can always we can always record normally, but we'll see how everything goes because I know you're busy with family and I don't know what I'm doing yet. Well, yeah, that Monday is my birthday, so <laughs> I'm I'm not recording. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> we can record. Oh, dude, no, we should have you record while you're. Drunk. I drink That's now. Really I'm drinking during this. No, but like, but you're gonna be smashed. I'm also drinking that Nordic Jam that I sent you a picture. I know. I got uh some Brooklyn uh Brooklyn Brewery uh. Oh, dude, I was, what, so tangent about beer i was walking around target okay. and i saw this thing that said nordic jam and my brain was like no way they made like jam but they threw nordic in it like but to be fair it's cherries elderberries and strawberries yeah and i was like oh man that sounds like a delicious jelly to spread on a sandwich Jeez. and then i pick up the thing and i'm like this is a lot heavier than like because it, it's a six pack yeah so when i picked it up i was like this is a lot of jam like jelly to sell at one are you eating? You really throw this jelly? It's called Nordic Jam. Oh my god, you're a moron! And on the box, it's big letters. I didn't see two pitchers brewing <laughs> or five percent alcohol content or lager until after I picked it up, and I was like, "This still sounds delicious," so I'll pick it up. And it's a solid beer. Oh, the fact that I'm not a big, can? I'm not a big beer. I'm not a big beer. It's a can. I'm not a big beer guy, but it is a solid can. You know? Yeah. I mean, like I, uh, and it's a, like my a micro change on beer. Um, this five point two percent alcohol, by the way. Oh, that's not bad. I'm doing pretty good for a um. What is it? Twenty four. What's this ounce? What are these ounces? What's a normal can ounce? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, it's like about twelve ounces. I'm doing an eight. I'm doing eight percent. Yeah, twelve fluid ounces, five point. Yeah, I'm doing I mean, eight. This is a, I'm doing. A, I'm doing a twelve ounces, eight <laughs> percent. Well, aren't aren't lagers supposed to be lighter? Yes, uh, relatively compared to certain other things. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm drinking a double IPA, so yeah. Oh well, yours is double. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So no. Like Michael change on beer. Like this time of season. Like this time of year. Besides the weather being weird up here, um, it's like normally like I do loggers and I do loggers stout yeah. porters, um, mm-hmm. because it's great. Like it's like when it's cold out, like a nice stout. Yeah. Well, these and two pitchers brewing. They had great. three types. I picked up Nordic Jam because it sounded the most interesting. But they have three other types. Uh, two other types. So next time I'm at Target, I'll send you pictures to yeah. see if they're. In your area, or if they're only they might be here. down there, or there, it might be only for you guys because actually, you know what? I have an app that tells me that. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, look up two pitchers brewing. Yeah, because or just look up Nordic Jam. That'll pop up. Yeah, either one. Yeah, okay, I'm on tap. It's a Viking with glasses. I know. I, I can look it up with. Uh, oh yeah, I sent you the picture. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Was it two pitchers? Sent you three. I sent you the name, the picture, and then the ingredients. No. I know you're a beer guy, so I was. Oh, they counted the all the beer. Stuff. It's actually from Oakland, California. Very cool. 
And then I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. That might be a that might be established a, in the Bay Area. Yeah, it might be a a thing in your area. They may not send, even send it out here. Again, everything's different. With, it's just like comic books. Like well, it's California. Well, no, no. What I mean is, like comic books, like how comic books have like diamond. It, but like, if you're not in diamond, you kind of have to hand sell it, and you may be picked up by like a small publisher or a small distributor yeah. that will like go out here, or you have somebody in that area. Same thing happens with beer. Beer is not old. Yeah, I mean, just next time you're in Target, just check the beer area. It wasn't in I the was fridge. Checking. It was on like one of the. Shows. Yeah, I was check. <laughs> <laughs> you not understand? Like I, because I normally get beer from Sable Bev on oh, yeah. Monday, like, mon- oh, like on on Saturdays. Um, but like really, I've been because like Lee and me have been going to Target. Um, on like on, like our days off, so I'm like, oh fuck, I was wait. I'm like, ah shit, and but it's all a basic nonsense. I'm like, uh. But anyway, off a tangent. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, so out of uh, five light, I'm gonna steal a book from John. Uh, five lightsabers. What are you giving it? Um, four. I'll give it four lightsabers out of five. It is four kyber crystals. There we there go. You go. Thank you. Four kyber crystals out of five. Um, like I said, the Dooku episodes are very strong, and all the Ahsoka episodes aren't bad by any means. They're no. amazing. But besides being in comparison to the phenomenal Dooku episodes, yeah. I just feel like dropping all six episodes at once kind of they blew their load a little too early. And like, as much as I am okay with both sides of the streaming coin, where you drop all the episodes for binging or you do week to week, I do prefer week to week because then I could sit down every you know Wednesday morning or every Thursday morning and check out an episode of Star Wars before That's my right. day. That's right. know, it's a nice little treat. And I could, to be fair, I could have watched one episode, waited a week or waited a day, and then watched the next episode. But my Twitter is filled with Star Wars, Marvel, and Batman because I follow Sabrina and Blake, so I get so many Batman tweets. Um, like so, anything that comes out, Batman, Star Wars, or Marvel, I have to either ignore Twitter for a whole day or week to not see what's going on, or just watch the episode right when I wake up because I don't want any spoilers. And no, to be fair, it, this stuff isn't super spoiler heavy. You know, I know Qui-Gon Jinn dies. I know Dooku becomes a bad guy. I know where Ahsoka ends up. But I didn't know this Yaddle thing. No, true. That was very cool. I didn't know about the Kamino thing. That was very cool. You know, I didn't know about a Dooku and Mace Windu interaction. Yeah. That was cool. So, like, while the spoilers for this weren't super duper heavy, if I were to wait, no. I'd just rather so, All right. So, I, 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 I'm going to bounce off your your... Your idea, I, I do agree with certain things. Like a lot of it's like Andor, I'm watching week to week, and it's great. But Andor's set up in arcs to where if like so, the first three episodes dropped all at once, and they feel, or at least the first two, and then the third one came out. But either way, they all feel amazing. It's a great first arc, and it has the one division effect where if they didn't drop all three episodes at once, it would be a very slow, and people would not give a shit because the first episode is the first three are very slow until they hit that fucking breaking point right in the last scene. Or week to week, like this prison arc for Andor right now is nuts. Oh, dude. But like waiting week to week is so fucking annoying. I know. Because it's like, I know where he ends up, so there's little to no stakes. Of course. But at the same time, it's like, So, like, bouncing off your your idea. Mm -hmm. So, I got an email from um, Renegade. Cool. Sorry. It's a studio that puts out the uh, Power Ranger board game. Um, mm. it was like an add-on to like uh, a thing, um, but yeah. So um, 
one of the things I uh, uh, like, I'm giving it a four and a half out of five Kyber Crystals. Ooh. Um, my major, major knock on it, besides it being 15 minutes, is that it does drop all at once. I get why you have to do that, you know, because they're 15 minute episodes and you there's no reason to, to drop them all once a week for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if you were to drop them at all at once, what you could have done is done in two weeks, done the three Ahsoka episodes, say part one, then do Dooku's part two. Three episodes, you know, they're 15 minutes, they're, 40, they're pretty much the 45 minute specials. If they're 15, 15 minutes a piece, they're 45 minute specials. So you can done Ahsoka one week and be like, oh, next week we're, you know, we're doing this. And then next week, do the Dooku. Honestly, they could have done uh, up to four weeks worth of stuff. It's our. I mean, I wish I wish their episodes were longer, like you were saying, because I mean, if they dropped an eleven minute episode and then a whole week went by and they dropped a thirteen minute episode, I'd be very pissed. Exactly. I'm like, cool, ten minutes of content, awesome. Yeah. So I think but, they should have done. Like, I, if they were like Bad Batch, where it's like 20, 30 minutes, like cool, okay, I get it, but they're shorter. Right. I think the thing is, and I like it. Again, the only knock I have of the set is I think I, we didn't need more soccer content, unless you wanted. To... Mm-hmm. Unless you want to fill in between Rebels and uh, Mandalorian. You know, let's say. Or like Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, Mm. But I love the Dooku stuff. I think what they should have done instead is give me, give us like, let's do four characters. Let's do 15 and then do an hour and a half a week. At least an hour and a half a week of content I'll take. You know, over fifteen minutes of content each week, or mm-hmm. really all at the end, all, all at once. Because honestly, like I watched it from the time I got home to we, before we recorded, when I whenever I texted you, um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's cool. But then, like, when's the next bit of Star Wars content? You know, you're not, um, but it's not, well, the, not the Andor going on currently, and I can really give rats about Andor. Yeah. I don't like Andor. Well, well, I think when Andor is done and you're able to watch all of it, I think you'll like it, but you won't love it as much as me. I, I, like, I dude, I so do I. It's just so boring. It's not like how I like Clone Wars. I like Clone Wars the the, the movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. The one from two thousand. Yes, not the animated one. The uh, Attack of Clone. Sorry, Attack of Clone. Oh, Attack of Clone. Yeah, Attack of Clone. I love that movie as a kid because all the not like C span on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it as a kid. Um, I didn't like. I don't like Rogue. I don't like Andor, but I love Rogue One. I think it's just. I think, like I said, I think if you wait till the end and then you you finish it all, I think you'll like it because you'll be able to watch it at your own pace as opposed to waiting. Fair. But I don't know. I mean, is Ant liking it? Uh, yeah. Uh, he it's on. It's big hits and big hits and big misses for him. Okay, does he not care about the Mon Mothma stuff? No, because we were talking, because he's like, he's like, I got to episode five, and he goes, four and five, there's fucking standing, or, or five and six. He's like, there's fucking standing in a field for two hours. Like, this is dumb. But there's, <laughs> but, but then, I know, but, there, in jail for two hours. but then there are episodes <laughs> where, like, he really likes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it all, it, it all depends. It's like, with him, it's hard to gauge, but there are some customers that, like, the consensus, I'll, I'll tell you from, like, our customers' point of view, Customers liked our customers liked Tales of Jedi over Andor. Mm-hmm. Most people I talk to, they're like, Andor is too boring, too slow. There's no reason for it to be yeah, this slow because, and this boring. I think, I think it's because people it, it, it was written in arcs. Yeah. 
So they're writing. So they well, it comes out in arcs. It's aggravating because like you know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, his character as a whole, you know he's going to die, and you know he's going to get out of jail, and you know so like, but yeah, them dropping it in arcs is the real fuck up. Yeah. I mean, them dropping it week by week because it's written in arcs. Because you're watching an episode, and then all of a sudden it ends, and you're like, but there's no resolution. Well, it's because this arc isn't done for another three episodes. And you're like, but that's dumb. Because each episode of Clone Wars had, like, its own little arc. And while they had part one and part twos, you know, they were kids' cartoons. So there weren't really high stakes. But, like, Mandalorian coming out every other week, each episode is a standalone with an overarching season as a whole. And or having no standalone episodes. Right. With the overarching being three episodes, you're leaving out bits and pieces because episode one in each arc is act one. It leads up to this big climax and you're like, oh! and then episode two is the, is like the client, not the climax, the, um, whatever the high points called in that scale. And it's like, oh shit, this is really cool. And then episode three comes out the next week and you're like, I just waited three episodes, three weeks to get Andor breaks out of jail. Yeah. Cool fact. I get it. It, it, it. it just like I feel like I might be talking myself into a corner or into a wall, or I might be sounding like a moron to some of these people. But you get it. No, we get you it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I guess that's our wrap up for Star Wars. Uh, uh, Star Tales Jedi. Go check it out. They're cool. You'll finish them in like an hour and a half, two hours. It's cool. The ones are superior. And they are. So let's jump into our book corner this week. Uh, first off, we have Fantastic Four number one, written by Ryan North. Oh my God, was a back and the team i hate when they put it all in the back <laughs> oh the twist is for now uh fantastic in this book by the way oh what who uh, do they do anything to the team oh apparently it's so it's the knock i gave spider-man but not um, i'm not giving this a knock for that um mm-hmm. if i find out who oh here it is um off by Avian uh ivan cello which the artist <gasps> gorgeous in the book is, Ebon's great Dude, the art in there is great. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. The story is fantastic. The cover art is fantastic. Um, this actually first issue is about Ben and Alicia. Um, nice. Well, Ryan North was the one who wrote that recent Future Foundation. Book, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So he was like trying to get his way into, or I don't know, they were trying to get their way into Star Wars and a uh, Star Wars. Sorry, Fantastic Four. So I'm glad they're finally getting to dip their toesies in there. No, dude, it's fucking wild. Yeah, because what they were trying to do in um, the Future Foundation was like, man, if you could use the Fantastic Four, this book would be amazing. <laughs> so there's, a, it was really cool. Like on the pack on the fan page, they have like a Fantastic Four four page fan page, and there's four things. It was one, the Fantastic Four are fun. Two, the Fantastic Four adventures. Three, the Fantastic Four can be can do anything, and four, the Fantastic Four are accessible. Um. That's kind of his breakdown of, like on each, but like the ending is this big twist, very much like what they did in um, the current Spider-Man run. Something happens where the Fantastic Four are not light anymore. Mm. Um, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully, to be fair, Reed Richard is really a likable guy, right? So it makes sense. But hopefully, we'll get one that fucked it up, for example. Right, but <laughs> hopefully, we'll get like a resolution this sooner than sooner than what we got so far in. Um, the curtain run of the of Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. which is really good. It's really this entire issue is about Ben and Alicia going to the small town. It's really cool. 
and it goes from there. The kids aren't in it from the from the adopted kids aren't in it from the last run. Whether or not they are brought up is going to be a thing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but they really need to be, um, only because of things like continuity. But like Ryan North is in the back of the issue in the fan page, like, oh, continuity is kind of like you can play with it a little bit. Like, no, 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 you don't a little bit. I understand that. You play with things here and there and recon things. You're not going to recon two kids you just added to your family. I mean, they could just throw them into the Future Foundation team and tell them to get fucked. Yeah. Or you can just be like... But Ryan North, I don't think will do that. I just think Ryan North's original pitch is going to get done with these first six issues. Because, like, we know from what Donnie Cates has said that he was tapped to write Thor, like, four years into Jason Aaron's seven-year run. So Donnie Cates was planning on his Thor book before he was even writing half the stuff he was already writing. Oh, yeah. And we know that, like, uh, during that recent episode of Cerebro with Leah Williams, she's been planning the Exterminators book since, like, right before X-Factor came out. Yeah. So she's been trying to get this book put out for so long. So, like, Ryan North's first storyline could be four years in the making, and he might not have written, because Marvel will approve these scripts ahead of time. Of course. He might not have written those characters into the book because he didn't know what Dan Slott was going to do. Because while Dan Slott could have communicated, and maybe they did, this is just me spitballing, maybe they didn't communicate fully, or maybe Marvel wasn't paying full enough attention, like whatever editor decided to let Ryan North know about what storylining, because storylining is a big thing, but maybe they just didn't say, you know, oh, these kids need to be in this one. All right, true. You know, but maybe in episode, episode in like issue four, five, or six, or maybe issue seven, whenever the first arc or the first story is done, maybe that's when they'll be like, oh, and the kids are here. Because some stories take place prior to things. Like the book, The Variants, for Jessica Jones, takes place before Devil's Reign. Right. Because in the end of Devil's Reign, Luke is the mayor and they adopt one of the Purple Man's kids. Right. But Variants doesn't talk about that at all. Exactly. So. So. We'll see. It's all continuity exactly. stuff. Exactly. Ryan Moore says that you can play with it, but I think he will bring those kids up. At least mention them by name at some point. Exactly. You're like, because all you need is one panel throwaway to be like, oh yeah, the kids are with the Future Foundation today, and that's it. Yeah. And then you're done. I mean, there's there, there is no more Future Foundation anymore, but like they can be like, oh, but you know what I mean? Though. Yeah, like, like oh, they're off with Johnny today. Right. Sue's watching. Exactly. Or, or like, or you know? well, they don't bring up the issue, but like even in general, like even if you're like, oh, well, like I like I don't know, we'll, we'll see when it comes to like other episodes, like um, what's about like um uh, other issues, like whether like Valeria and, and and Franklin are brought up, like kind of have to bring them up but like if you don't like oh they're just doing whatever their own thing is it's fine yeah you know so next book uh we did is Sabretooth and the exiles uh spinning yeah, out of the Sabretooth nice. miniseries um this actually focuses on on the exiles as they uh go after Sabretooth on a secret mission to stop him from teaming up with Orcus to do anti-mutant nonsense um What's really cool. Yeah, Sabretooth was screwed over at the beginning and they recharacterized him to be a prick. I mean, he's always been a prick. But what's really cool about this is that he's like teaming up with the Exiles. The Exiles at this point are Toad, Orphan Maker, Nanny, uh, Madison Jeffries, which I. His, it's, the, it's the Hellions Plus. Uh, no, because it's not. The only, the only ones that are from the Hellions is um, Orphan Maker, Nanny. Oh, I thought Kill Raven. No, none of them are. Okay. Yeah, it's. it's uh, Madison Jeffries, Oya, uh, Nakari, and Melter. They're all from the they're all from the Save Tooth miniseries. They're oh, okay. they're all from the Save Tooth miniseries. I know none of those names <coughs> besides Toad. Oya, um, she's the girl that does the fire and ice powers from um, New X Men when they relaunched sure. with Generation Hope. Uh, Madison Jeffries is uh, also known as Box. He's a technopath. Uh, Nakari is a Box. yeah. 
I like his uh, codename. Melter is Melter. Toad is Toad. Often Who the it, fuck is Melter? It's just a dude that melts shit. <laughs> I don't tell you. Uh, oh, Third Eye is also uh, a member. They're all from the Sabretooth. Uh, Who the hell is Third Eye? They're all. He's a he's a precog, a micro pre, uh, precog. He's all precogs weren't allowed until Destiny. They let them all. Well, lay down. no, he's in the. He was in the pit. That's the whole point. He's in one of the exiles. Oh, all the exiles are in the pit. Why is Toad in the pit? Because of uh, cry. He gave himself up in the beginning of Hickman's X Men run because Mag- someone killed someone else, and he. Oh, it was during the trials of Magneto. He claimed to have killed Scarlet Witch. Oh, but it wasn't him. But, but he was, was Magneto, yeah. But he claimed it was him, so Magneto wouldn't get in trouble. Oh, that's because he simps so hard. Because uh, well, Toad knows what's up. He knows his place. He's a big. He knows sim. Magneto is more needed than fucking the janitor. Exactly. So that's what it is. It's cool. It's saved the, the exiles going after Sabretooth. Uh, Sabretooth going after the Orcus, all blend together in one big story. It's really cool. It's fun. If you didn't read the last Sabretooth series, if you really picked it up, it's already in trade. Um, and get this book. They're they they're come they're sister series. Fuck well. Uh, next up is Wildcats. Oh yeah. Spinning out of the pages. Bat. Spinning out of the pages Wild. of Batman. Um, yeah. I know, right? But it's not Batman. Batman, Batman, Urban Legends, uh, uh, Grifter, whatever the Grifter stuff. On the plus side, it does not have the Batman symbol on it as the book. It just says it just says limited series, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's written by Matt, Matthew Rosenberg and all by uh, uh, Stefan Sigovich. Uh, Sounds good. You, you sure. Thank you. Um, but it's the Wildcats blending into the, the DC universe. It is it is their DC canon. They are no the, the cats. Um, what it stands for is Crisis Aversion Tactical Squad. Um, okay. very different from what they used to be. Um, this issue only has Grifter, uh, Zealot, um, and Fairchild as like field people, which is mm-hmm. cool seeing F- Fairchild in the book post, um, um, that Child's War game, the Calling, and Ravager book. Okay. Cause they haven't done anything with her. It is DC canon. It swims right out. The first thing they're doing is going after Hive in the opening. Uh, we know the first arc is them going after the the Court of Owls. Um, mm-hmm. What's really cool is that the, the Halo Co- Corporation is their backers currently, um, just like in the original comic in the 90s. They blend them so well into um, the actual universe. Like, apparently something goes on with, like, her, like, Zealot Sword is tied to, like, um, Richard Ghoul and, like, the Lazarus people. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, it's really cool. If you're if you're a fan of the '90s Wildcats stuff, you'll like this Wildcats book because it's this that but set in the current DC universe. Mm. So okay, very cool. Yeah, I was a fan of the Wildcats, but you know they were in such a weird limbo because they were trying to do the Wildstorm imprint, and then everything went down with like rebooting and recasting and everything. Yeah, I think the only thing that they uh, they need to do is like step away from Batman for a little bit, and you'll be fine. Because <laughs> like Nightwing and, and Batgirl in this issue. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, finally, for the final book is we have the new Golden Age uh, one-shot that came out from DC Comics, written by Jeff Johns and drawn by a bunch of people. Um, this is a time-hopping book going from 1940s. Actually, sorry, it goes from 10 years from now to the past in the 1940s, all the way to Legion era, um, talking about 
something's going on um and a bunch of doctor fates are getting killed off through history um and there's a man called the stranger which is honestly if people aren't just society fans um it's just a sexy delphified version of Perdegaton. um it's a dude in a black trench coat and red hair mm-hmm. um his goal is to hunt down helena and the other sidekicks he's trying to hunt them down it's like if there's no legacy there is on just society in the future um, but mm-hmm. you see him killing off members in the Legion era uh, of the Just Society. Um, it's crazy. The entire book's told by Helen, uh, Helena's point of view. Um, and then in the backstory, um, not backstory, but in the back of the book, it gives you, it ties all the way back to Doomsday Clock. Because um, the other half of the, uh, some of the other stories that Rip Hunter is trying to prevent um, uh, Mime and Marionette from finding their son uh finding clock their son the one that oh, yeah. that dr manhattan raised in doomsday clock and gave his powers yeah. to um they're trying to stop they're trying to stop him, them from finding him um but it's that's not terrible right um but society is uh that didn't lead to multiverse of madness right and not at all um <laughs> but like just uh just ends with lead up to just society with huntress going back in time pretty much uh, and going after the stranger, um, and the last the no, he's called the stranger, but it's the sexy, okay. dilfified like per Um okay. But like in the last couple of pages, it, it ties back to Flashpoint, which is the missing thirteen, which were um, the people that they were re-putting back into continuity. Um, which you have Aquaman, which is, of all the characters that they talk about, he's the only character that was actually in canon beforehand. Okay. Uh, he only appears in one issue of Also Squadron Fifteen, uh, which is tied to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. He's the one I, was, I told you that was like I want to do a story with him, uh, because he his father was an a hole and like he's not actually like Atlantean. He he got mm-hmm. all his powers because his mother and father experimented on him. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's Aquaman, then Betsy Ross and Molly Pitcher, Cherry Bomb, the Harlequin's son. Uh, John Henry Jr., The Boom, which is Judy Garrick, which, if you've been reading Flash, been, it's been brought up three times in Flash, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. She's from the future, but she's from, like, 1964 from compared, compared to the 40s. Sure. Um, Ladybug, The Red Lantern, which me and you were talking about off mic, um, is a great design, great look. Um, and then a Legion character, right? Uh, you have Miss Miracle, the first Miss Miracle, which has been in oh the old man which has been in canon forever, um yes he's like an old man right? yeah well, Daddy's he's proud. the old man that trained Scott and Shiloh yes right? he's the old man that trained Scott and Shiloh and then was Recon and Batman briefly yeah Batman briefly um they also added a thing called just just a society doc um sure, in his bio true. in his bio bio um so we don't know what that means and if that goes anywhere but that's pretty cool. And then you have That's where Dr. Fate is. Exactly. You have Quiz Kids, Salem the Witch Girl, who are both new, and then the Legionnaire. Um, which is all new stuff. So okay. it's cool. If you're looking for a jumping on point for society, uh definitely grab this book. This is jump definitely jump on between the Star Girl Generation, uh the Lost Children and the Society of America book. Star Girl Lost Children will deal with all the missing sidekicks that were reintroduced into the, the continuity. Uh a lot of those thirteen are those kids. Uh, but there will be a couple more that we don't see. Um, there is Just Society of America, which spins out as Helena hunting down the stranger, going through time, 
Um, it's a cool book. It's it's a lot more that I want to really go and spoil the territory here because if I do, mm-hmm. it fucked up the entire book. Um, but it's a great yeah. book if you're a fan of society. If you watch like the if you watch uh, the Black Adam movie, definitely if you want more cool society or stuff Star, or, 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 or watching the, the Saw Girl show, show, this is definitely the book to jump into. So, mm-hmm. and that is it, guys. Um, oh, no, no, these are not the picks of the week, by the way. Um, well, no, I was texting you to send me them. Yeah, I will send you. Yeah, I will I'll send, I'll send them tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow when I get to the store. Oh, but just sorry, but new generation, new golden age mine. <laughs> Duh. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Um, so guys, that is it. Thanks for listening. You can head over to the website, andrewsconference.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, Andrews underscore podcast. Andrews underscore comics, the podcast, Instagram, Andrews Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, Andrews Amazing for update news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and as always, share with a friend. And again, support your local comic shop and have a nice day. Guys, we'll be back next week with some more cool stuff. And uh, protect your Padawans, I guess. May the force be with you. Oh, that's where I was going with. I was like, what's all sign off? <laughs> protect your Padawans. <laughs> I mean, true, but, you know, force is with you. That snitch kid sucked, by the way. <laughs> snitch kid oh yeah the little brother yeah he's like, i'm gonna make sure that you know the you know because well, you see some of it in bad batch you know these kids and these people are polluted by the empire's propaganda that the jedi are bad and that you know the empire is good they literally have empire day which is a celebration of when the empire defeated the republic and the evil jedi so like i understand the propaganda but like bro Come on, kid, they're get, occupying everything. And you're like, these are the good guys. Like, get, that kid got, kid got fucked. Like, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, like, he, did. he screwed everybody up. Yeah. All right, peace. See you guys, peace. <laughs>